to save 10%. Doing 608. It's Monday, October 30th. Yeah. Wake up. It's your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. There are three things I think you need to know. Three, and then you're set. This is why you, you listen, right? And it's true. The power I have. It's the three things that I tell you that I think you need anyway. If only my wife would listen to me in the same way. Uh, number one, Paul Manafort apparently has surrendered. This is what Mueller, Mueller do you care about this? Uh, Mueller, the special prosecutor guy, has indicted uh, Paul Manafort on things that have absolutely nothing to do with Donald Trump. So, yay, I'll, I'll explain in a very uh, unprofessional yet legal, uh, my legal way of exactly what's going to happen next. It involves a vice. I'm just going to tell you that. So Manafort and somebody else you've never heard of, uh, his business partner, have been indicted and yet Hillary remains uh, free, and uh, there's uranium in Russia and all kinds of stuff. So we'll get to all that crap, okay? Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, a story from the Business Insider I saw over the weekend. You gotta love this one. Uh, the establishment here in Arizona and in Washington, D.C., eyeing who? Who? Martha McSally for Jeff Flake's seat. Oh, boy, God help us if that dimwit ever becomes a senator. It's bad enough she's a congresswoman. Is freak. Uh, I, you know what? She literally. I. Sure. I'm, I'm going to play that. I'm going to go back. Go back to the archives. I have the soundbite over here. Don't worry. Uh, I'm going to play what she said when I was like, "What the hell are you doing to make sure terrorists stay out of here?" The last time she came on the show, she wanted to brag about uh, how great she's doing for uh, the A10s here in Tucson at Davis Monthan because she was an Air Force fighter pilot. And of course, when she first ran years ago, uh, pilots from A10 were calling up, ragging on her, saying she crashed a lot of planes, but they never wanted to take her out of her position because she was a woman and they wanted PR. And then she, started, she called in and argued with him. It was one of the most epic things of all time. She learned how to do that now. Anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah, she's, she is being apparently uh, groomed or something. I, that's a bad word to say. Anyway, she is, she, yes, she's doing that. Uh, third thing that I think you need to know, and that this is, I like this one too. You know, here on the uh, U of A campus, and they can say it's next to it, shut up. Uh, you have the National Institute for Civil Discourse, right? That bullcrap organization. That was founded after the January 8th shootings here because they thought that the whole uh, shooting was because of people not being civil to one another. Of course, again, the guy that shot Gabby Giffords and 18 other people was a bipolar, complete nut job, schizophrenic moron doing all kinds of drugs uh, who was out of his mind and he had voices talking to him. But you're right. It's because people are uncivil, you morons. Anyway, uh, they're on a uh, apparently the National Institute for Civil Discourse has joined a bunch of journalists on a listening tour of America. And they were in Tucson. I got an email. They were in Tucson. And I'm sure nothing was said about the Cup It Up restaurant here in Tucson that was forced to close because people threatened them because the owner came out in favor of Trump, said, I love Trump. And they, people called up here in Tucson. They, I'm going to burn. I want to burn down your business with your family in it. Of course, there was nothing from the National Institute. That's their official sounder uh, for civil discourse because they're full of crap. All they do is want your money. I don't even know what the hell they use it for. Their own stuff. Anyway, three things I think you need to know. All right. So really quick, I'm not really going to waste a lot of time because do you think, I mean, you're, you're smart. You listen to this show. You listen to this station. So you're smart. Do you think people care about this Paul Manafort thing? Like it's hard. I'm sure you're like me. Like we hear this stuff and maybe there's something there, but we're so sick and tired of this crap happening. And yet Hillary, her, her husband gets a half million dollar check 
They get 145 mil to their awesome Clinton Foundation, which shut down like two days after she lost the election because it is so good for the world. Uh, and and she is still roaming free after she gets 145 mil and her husband gets a half mil after all of a sudden uh, a Russian company is allowed to buy 20% of our uranium. She's still free. 33,000 emails, still gone. They lie about because we know all this crap. And yet, this is what the media is going to concentrate on, this right here. You know what it's about? There's a story in BuzzFeed over the weekend. Uh, and, and, you know, BuzzFeed. Well, it was out there, right? BuzzFeed had the story. And apparently, BuzzFeed's story was about 13 suspicious wire transfers. When were they? In the years 2012, 2013. When did Trump say he's going to run for president? After that, 2015, he came down the escalator, his big, beautiful gold escalator, his hot wife. 2015. So BuzzFeed has learned investigators have been scrutinizing at least 13 wire transfers between 2012 and 2013. So this is, listen, I did not go to law school because I just, I, I didn't have the, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be one. I didn't want to, I don't want to be one. I don't want to be one. And I, I didn't have the, um, hair. No, no, my hair's still pretty good. Socks? But no, 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 no. I, I, I just, I just didn't feel like studying, I didn't feel like studying a lot. And then being one of those guys on TV to do commercials where it's like, I have somebody, uh, and no offense if you have a lazy eye, but somebody like a lazy eye in front of like a, like a bookcase with like a fake potted plant. And they're like, and they're like, hey, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're, you're blasting me. You're blasting. Oh, thank you. So some guy with a lazy eye, no offense, uh, in front of a fake bookcase with a fake potted plant saying, when I got drunk for the 17th time, I thought my life was over. But then I called Garrett Lewis and he got me out of this. No, I, I didn't want to be that guy. So I'm going to give you my uh, non, <clears throat> well, it, this is my legal opinion from a guy that has no legal background or legal training, but I'm on the radio. So obviously what's going to happen is that Paul Manafort is going to have uh, his stones put in a vice and twisted by Robert Mueller to say, do you know anything about Trump? Did you have anything with Russia? Did he use Russian dressing on sandwiches or salads? Anything Russia, Russia, Russia? Did he, whatever. Did he talk to a Russian hockey player on the Rangers? Did he do anything? Russia, Russia. So they're going to take his, his stones and put him in a vice and twist, and Manafort is going to be like, I have nothing. And then they're going to move on. If Manafort's a scumbag, and he appears to be, and Trump fired him after just what, three, four months as a campaign president chairman, and he's known him for a long time, but he knew a lot of people. He did work for Reagan, H.W. Bush. The guy's part of the establishment in the swamp in D.C., and Trump's sitting there going, I'm running for president. Never done this before. You know, I know this guy. He's got experience. I like him, I guess. Yeah, you're hired. And then when the guy lied and got he lied about Russia, everything else, Trump fired him. That's it. Now, what, what did Trump know? Did he work with them? Yeah. Try, again, this is so stupid. It, like, insults our intelligence. Trump's the guy that made the deal to help the Russians um, buy uranium in this country. They, they, they increased their, their uranium market. Twenty. I mean, come, really? And then, of course, remember Obama in that video? Uh, it, uh, please, he told uh, Medvedev, the president of Russia at the time, please tell Vladimir, uh, please transmit, please tell him I, when I win the election, I'll have more flexibility. I will transmit that to Vladimir. That's what he said. All right, what I, so I'm done with Who's going to, it's so exciting to do Paul Manafort talk. That's all that's going to happen. Remember the statement, you could indict a ham sandwich? This is exactly what happened here. You can indict a ham sandwich, you actually can. Even if you're Jewish. It's true. Uh, by the way, uh, we have a special friend in the studio. If you listen to this show, and we had new listeners every day, so maybe you didn't, but uh, uh, Alice Dr. Rossini is a reporter for our beautiful uh, iHeartMedia company, and uh, she's based out of New York at WOR, 
and she's the best thing that has on they, they have on that station. And she happened. I literally met Alice uh, because it was recommended through our company. She's going to be covering the Republican National Convention, the Democratic National Convention. So I said, all right, that'll be cool. Let's see if we can get the picture painted, you know. And, and then when I had her on, I realized she's kind of nuts, which is kind of cool. Fits in with the show. Make sure the mic's close to you. And um, and I had her, you know, I'm sure with other hosts that she was doing, they call them hits. Like little reports, call me in a certain time and I'll tell you what's going on here and blah, blah, blah. I'm sure the people, well, what's, what's the feeling and blah, blah. And I'm having her ask these maniacs that are out there protesting what they do for a living, how they could get time off and blah, blah, blah. And she kind of liked that. So that was kind of cool. So we've become friends. We've done more and we got to know each other. And actually, when I was in New York uh, six months ago for my Billy Joel trip, um, uh, we actually, my wife and I actually met finally face to face, Alice, and... She squeezed my muscles and told me I was handsome. So I'm like, you really can be my friend. And and then she oh, actually geez. called me up. She's like, shut up, Ryan. So then she she she's like, listen, can I your husband your son doesn't listen. Can I say what you're here for or no? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So her son's in a band. He's gonna be playing in Phoenix. So she's like, I'm gonna fly into Phoenix because nobody flies into Tucson because uh the roads are are awful. Anyway, and she's like, I'm gonna drive down to you, spend the night, and then drive back up to Phoenix. She's gonna see her son playing a band tonight and then fly home tomorrow morning because she's crazy like that. So, uh, and then she's like, I want to, cause she's a radio geek, like Ryan and me. And if you're in the business, you are, uh, she's like, I want to sit in and, and, uh, you know, see the radio show. So we said, sure. So Alice is here. Hi, Alice. Hi. I want to see the magic. I'm watching the magic happen, man. uh, I'm watching it. Nothing better than watching people talk. It's really, it is uh, fascinating. It is fascinating. Watching you prep this morning at your, at your breakfast table was fascinating. People think I make that up when I'm up And I'm up doing no. that stuff. Now he's in his flip-flops and he's staring intently at the screen. I don't want to say anything about any particular people or where they work in this building, but there are people in this building that think I literally work just four hours a day. Uh-huh. And then I, I know. I know. He's never here! What exactly do you want me to do? I just... Mm. Well, actually, because they think you're so intelligent. No, they you, don't. You just, <laughs> they you think just, I'm a jerk, which is... Not wrong. You just pull Thank this you. stuff... Uh, because Out of my you, behind. Right, because they, you know how easy it is to talk on the radio. Especially for four so straight easy. hours. It's very, like, I, I've done that to people. Uh, I, when I was in Waco, my brother and my best friend visited me. And uh, my brother just turned 21, so he got him really drunk and crazy. And <laughs> and they were in there, and they were just ragging on me, like, all weekend long. They were to come into the studio with me. And I'm like, all right, guys, talk live on the radio. And they ah! Uh-huh. It, it's not easy. It's uh-uh. not, it, we just, I hope they make it look easy. That's right. Anyway, so that's. That's what we have. So Alice is here, and we're going to be chiming in, and there's all kinds of things we're going to talk about. And uh, speculating about uh, about Paul Manafort is, it's news, I guess, but it's boring as freaking hell. And um, all right. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. I have other stuff to talk about and to get to, uh, including, oh, you know what? We'll have one media freak out. We'll do that when we come back. I and mean, there's other stuff. Uh, a college student has changed his name to prove that you shouldn't just be able to identify as to whatever you are and who you are. This was one of the greatest stories. Ryan sent it to me of all time. This is this is the crap that gets me going. We'll get to that as well in five minutes. Uh, Carl Bernstein of Bernstein and Woodward, who is a complete moron, by the way. I mean, he did the whole Watergate thing. Cool. But this guy, they're maniacs. You have to hear what he said. This is before, right? Before we knew it was Manafort. We all kind of thought it was Manafort. Um his analysis of what may happen to whomever may be the one that's indicted is epically awesome. And you're going to hear the media literally have orgasms about this. They're literally going to be, I mean, it's like the most exciting thing to happen to them because they don't talk about Hillary or uranium or anything like that. And they want to just 
try to somehow make Trump responsible for this. It's just, and that's why people hate the media. That's why I don't want to talk about it, because it's stupid. But wait till you hear what Bernstein said, and then on top of that, uh, we'll get to a uh, college student changing his name. Uh, it's so good. It's so good. I just, I, I just fear my son may want to change his name to this as well if he finds out. So we'll get to that in five. Don't go anywhere. Morning Ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNSTAM792, sounds most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. I-626, ooh, what has he been charged with? Manafort, ooh. I know I'm, I'm not saying it's not important, but it's just, it's insane. I mean, literally you have people, because now we found out that Obama's uh, Obama for America, his campaign arm, paid $972,000 to the same law firm that the Clinton campaign and the DNC paid, which then paid Fusion GPS to do this bullcrap report. Uh, dossier, I should say, about Trump. Anyway, uh, before we get uh, more involved in this stuff, the weather today, it's actually kind of cool right now, which is which is nice. It felt good. It was in the low 60s, at least it's what it said in my car when I was driving in. Uh, the high today, well, mid-80s. Not bad. Not bad. Could be worse. If you live somewhere else, could be a hell of a lot worse. Really quick, and then we'll get to the soundbite from Bernstein to get to the story. Uh Paul Manafort, Richard Gates, indicted on 12 counts, including conspiracy against the U.S. Money laundering special counsel Mueller announces. 12 charges. 12 charges. What does that do with uh, Trump? Uh, I don't know. Probably nothing. That's what we have. Uh, Anyway, you want to know how crazy the media is? Carl Bernstein, number 45, after it came out Friday afternoon that there's going to be an indictment on Monday. That's when all the headline news uh, people, uh, the, the CNN, the MSNBCs, the Foxes, they, all of a sudden they bring in all these people to speculate. This is what this makes it dangerous, right? Get, it should be the free market. The news is very dangerous because people will watch it thinking it's actually real when all they do is speculate. Before facts are known, they come out and speculate, right? That, that's, right am, I, am I right? I'm, 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 I'm 150% freaking right because 100 is just not good enough. Listen to this. Hey, Carl Bernstein, here we go. There's one other aspect of this, and, and that is yes. that it's very possible, and it's been suggested to me by some of the lawyers involved, mm. that Mueller wants to send a signal to other prospective defendants. If this person who has been indicted or persons mm. are facing 20 to 40 to 50 years to 40 for 50. whatever these crimes are, whatever they related are. to collusion or not, related to there this, are we don't others know. who may be subject to similar charges well, we don't know who what they have are. further knowledge about dealings with Russia. So there are people that could be related to this that could get 20, 40, 50 years for crimes that we don't know what they are if they've committed crimes, but they could be doing this and like Trump. This is what they do. And this is why nobody wants to watch the friggin' media. It's just, it's all speculation bullcrap. Who do we trust? We trust nobody. I trust no one but me. Literally. I'm telling you, they're all, get on here and say something. We have 24 hours to fill. Say something that makes people watch. Doesn't matter if it's factually accurate or not. That doesn't matter. When I went to uh, college, in one of my journalism classes, they talked about triple checking. Not double, but triple checking facts. And I started laughing at that point because I'm like, have you watched? The news lately, like, they don't care. They want to be forced. And if they're, first, if they're wrong, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. It, it, that, that's just the way it is. So you sit back and say, what the hell's the difference? Why do I care? Mikey, like, see all these people, you know, what should be the top story? Tax reform. Give me, give me my money back. Let me have more of my money. I'll do, I do better with my money than you do, federal government. Anyway, um, nobody even knows what the hell. And this is what 
Should they should they let it be known? Probably. I, I don't. Nobody knows what the hell's in this damn tax bill that that these uh, people in Washington are working on. Yet you have some people claiming you're going to get four thousand dollars back. You have other people claiming it's going to put G, the GDP is going to increase. Then you have Nancy Pelosi up there saying that it's going to destroy the middle class. You don't even know what's in it. You don't even know what's in it. But again, you're the one that voted actually uh, for Obamacare. Why? Do you remember this one? But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. You want to strangle these people. I do. I'm not not, not endorsing you strangling, but I'm just metaphorically speaking. I have to say that now. Otherwise, people get mad. Uh, Show me your technique. (laughs) Come here, Ryan. Come here. So now this is the story that I like. From the Sacramento Bee. Um, his new, his, this is the headline. His new student ID says, Lightning Kachow MCQ from a queen. And it gets better. I just want His new student ID says, Lightning Kachow McQueen. That hurts trans students, some say. <laughs> what, the ones that identify as cars from Disney movies? At first, it may have seemed like a harmless joke to Tyler Roop. He's a UCLA student. He tweeted he changed his name on his student ID to Lightning Kachow McQueen. That's from the Cars movie. My son is obsessed with that, all three of them. The first one came out in 06. I didn't have any, I had no idea what these Cars movies were until I had a child. He was able to change his name on his ID because of a new school policy at UCLA that allows students to put their preferred name on the front of their Bruins card. So he's... He tweeted out, the boundaries had to be tested, and I can't believe this actually worked. <laughs> My professors now legally have to call me this. Uh, let's take roll call. <clears throat> uh, John, Bob. No, there's no Johns or Bobs anymore. There's yeah. all these different names. <laughs> anyway, uh, Lightning Kachow McQueen. Here! <laughs> Say it. Don't make fun of it. Kachow boys, he ended his tweets. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you you got to love this. Uh, Ariel Yael, oh, one of my people. Ariel Yael Mokhtarzeda. That's easy. Yeah, Roll president of UCLA's Undergrad Student Council Association, uh-huh, whatever, told the Daily Bruin the disconnect between one one's preferred name and legal name, quote, is an issue faced by... Many transgender and international students on campus. So it's now international as well. Uh, maybe that should be taken up with the trans student and their parents that chose to name him like Larry, and she wants to be like Lana. That's nothing to do with anything else. So anyway, so of course now people are commenting on Twitter, and honestly, who gives a crap? Like, why does anybody care about anybody else's opinion? Anyway, that's why a lot of people went to, went to Twitter. They called this guy out. They argued his quirky name change is far from funny. It hurts transgender students. Oh, it hurts. Shut up. You know what? If you want to do it, two can play that game. And it's about time we start doing this crap. That's it. Are, are you going to change your name? Please do. Are I like gonna- my, no, no, I like my, no, but here's the thing. I have, I have Halloween stories that I have to get to as well because there's more, there's another university that's come out and they're warning students to not dress as sexy costumes. Uh, so I wanted not, I don't want to change my name, but I'm going to encourage people to dress as a sexy talk show host. 
So it's like me dressed as a sexy talk show for Halloween. Well, apparently Alice didn't get the uh, the memo because she dresses as a sexy reporter this sexy morning. Reporter, oh, right. yeah. Sexy oh, reporter, that's right. Sexy reporter, hot. Yeah, that's yeah. right, Alice. I'm overflowing out of my blouse. There you go. Yeah, Alice I got Doctor. my push-up bra on, baby. That's right. Alice Doctor Rossini's in studio as a sexy reporter, just for our pleasure. Uh, Define sexy. Define doesn't, sexy. Doesn't, that's the thing, and that's the point. That's right. It's it's whatever you want to believe. If a G, if a fat man is wearing a g string, is it is it sexy? Not to me. There is he making go. me a nice you, sandwich? Have it. So let's put it this way: when Ryan is wearing a g string, I don't find it sexy. What if I'm making a nice sandwich for you? Yeah, well, you know what, Mike? You you something it on gets rye. better. It gets better. <laughs> it gets better. All right, I hope six, so. the six thirty three on KNSD AM seven ninety. Oh, there's more. Did you hear about the big? There's always more. The big time actor that apparently uh, is being accused of uh, molesting a fourteen year old boy. No. Yeah. He, well, what else do you want to? Well, okay, not molest him. Try to get it on in a bedroom. Climb okay. on top of him. Isn't that the same thing as molesting in that aspect? No. Why not? No way. There was no skin. There was no. Right. No. I'll fine. You know no. what? Okay. He tried to get it on with him. Okay. Which fine. to me, I mean, he, I'll tell you who it is, what happened, and apparently this this actor has made a statement. It's coming up in about six. Morning ritual. Garrett Lewis on KNST AM seven ninety. Here's the latest from Fox. Yeah. Six forty one. Thank you for hanging out on this Monday. Don't forget, by the way. My company is so damn desperate. They gave me my own uh, own iHeartRadio channel. You. Yes. iHeartRadio.com. Search Garrett Lewis if you're on the computer, or if you have a phone, you have an app, just search Garrett Lewis on the iHeartRadio app. And if you haven't downloaded that yet, honestly, I'm going to send my wife to your house, and she'll demand that you cook and do all kinds of things. You don't want that. That's my cross to bear. So download the iHeartRadio app, search Garrett Lewis. You'll see Ryan puts up uh, entire shows. Some really good interviews, because there's no such thing as a bad interview on this show, because we don't do them very often. So when they, we do do them, they better be freaking awesome, uh, including the one from Stephen Moore last week, where he talked about his first time meeting Trump and how Trump helped with the tax reform and all this other stuff. Really cool stuff. Really cool insight. Uh, and, and of course, well, highlights, lowlights, my common sense penis control rant. It's all there. It's all there. That's the important thing. Yep. Three things I think you need to know. It is very important. It's true. Huh. We need that. Uh, three things. So I look out for the women. Are you going to leave me hanging? Are you going to? You're going to have to go to iHeartRadio.com and search uh, Garrett Lewis and go listen to that on your drive back up to uh, Phoenix to see your son tonight. I'm on it. Thank you. Three that, things that I think. search words going to be stuck in their search history. <laughs> Penis. Penis. <laughs> Garrett control. Lewis. Control. As I, I hit the truck in front of me. Exactly. I figure. I figure. Prince did the the other ver- the other blank control. Oh. Blank yeah. willow. So I did. Yeah. Of course. Leave it to me to the other. Anyway. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, Paul Manafort and some guy you've never heard of have been indicted 12 counts on like uh, money laundering, tax evasion, blah, 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 going back to the years 2012 and 2013. It has literally zero to do with Trump, but the plan is, in my uh, unprofessional, untrained legal advice, that they're going to try to stick his you-know-what's in a vice and turn him to, oh, he says something. If there's been nothing yet, there's still going to be nothing. I'm just letting you know. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that Martha McSally apparently being looked at, uh, thought of as the replacement for Jeff Flake uh, from the establishment clan. Yay. Gee, if you want to lose, you'll have Martha McSally as your nominee. Pathetic. Third thing I think you need to know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought it's, it's, it's true. If you want to lose, Martha McSally's your person. She's your person. I wish I could tell the story on the air. What? I can't say it, though. I can't say I just that out of all the things that I say, I can't say it. Anyway, third thing that I think you need to know is the National Institute for Civil Discourse right here at the U of A. 
They have joined the Huffington Post and a whole bunch of journalists on a listening tour bus, listening tour to America, where literally nothing will be accomplished. But they always ask for your money. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, all right, Kevin Spacey's the latest guy. Kevin Spacey. No, I'll never forget. I, when I first got on the radio, I met uh, Jay Moore. And Jay Moore told a story. Apparently, he was doing a movie with Kevin Spacey. And Kevin, Kevin Spacey had a younger guy with him who just sat there. They were getting makeup done. So Jay Moore being Jay Moore was like, Kevin, what's with the, what's with the young guy over here? And it doesn't mean he was under 18. What's with the young? And well, that, that's, uh, that's my friend. He goes, come on, Kevin. We all know. You can say it. You can say it. And there's been rumors. And Kevin Spacey has been accused by a now 46-year-old actor of, uh, okay, not molestation. Kevin Spacey, according to this actor, when this actor was 14 back in 1986, Kevin Spacey invited him to his house for a party, picked him up like a groom would pick up a bride on a, you know, going into the hotel room for the honeymoon, put him down on the bed and got on top of him and tried to get it on with him. Uh, so Kevin Spacey responded to that and officially came out and said, I'm gay. I have, I have loved both men and women, but now I just choose men. I mean, we all kind of knew it. It's we did, really. I mean, after American Beauty, I yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Try. We all kind of knew it, just like we all kind of knew when George Michael was in Wham. That there's no way that dude likes chicks. Okay, I mean, really? Like there was a, again. I was like six when Wham came out, and looking back, I'm like, what were women thinking? Like, you really thought you had a shot with this guy? Like the shorts, the the dance moves, the gyrations, really? So anyway, did he wind up in the men's room on the turnpike or something? I thought George Michael did. Didn't what's he that? was at the rest stop. Was it the, the rest, rest stop? stop. Yeah. yeah, it was. You know was they, it the New Jersey turnpike? Sure. Yeah, you all know, that stuff happens. You there. know, they consider rest stops the gay bathhouses of the nineties. <laughs> <That's> correct. <laughs> Remember that? Remember that? What movie that? That was in. Uh, yes. There's something about Mary. Yes. I know. So uh, Kevin Spacey apparently was putting the moves on this guy. It was BuzzFeed and everything else. He acknowledged it. Of course, Kevin Spacey's like, I don't remember what happened, but if something did happen, I'm sorry. I love when that. I Try doing that with your wife. I don't remember being a jerk to you, but if I was a jerk to you, I'm going to say I'm sorry. And she'll be like, you just made it a thousand times worse. So this, this is not going to be good. Anthony Rapp, he's 46. I recognize his face. He's been in stuff. He's now on regular TV that nobody watches, like Star Trek Voyager, which... You know, hey, why not have another retread, right? I'm sure that's going to do really well. They all, they all took a knee, by the way, on that cast. They all took a knee and, and put it on there. Yeah, for the, uh, for you know, because the NFL players were doing it. It's like a cool thing to do now. So uh, he's, he's 46 years old now. And he apparently when he was 14, he was on Broadway. And he said, all basically, all these women coming out now saying things have inspired him to come out and say, uh, guess what? It happened to me, too. It happened to me, too. He first met Kevin Spacey in 1986. Broadway, stuff like that. Um, he said he encountered Spacey, uh, and, and apparently Spacey said, Hey, why don't you come to my house for a party? Huh? Great. Weird. And, of course, she's like, I don't remember if I told my mom. She probably wouldn't want me to go. She's been dead 20 years, died of cancer. But anyway, um, he ended up, uh, get this, when he arrived at Spacey's apartment, he realized he was the only non-adult there, but it didn't worry him. So weird. Why would you invite a 14-year-old kid to a party? Hey, I'm having a party. Get out. 14-year-old? Get out of here. Context. Context. We're talking about Broadway. They were all on Broadway. They were all doing shows on Broadway. Not unusual at all. There are like 22-year-olds that work here. I would never be like, I'm having a party. Why don't you come over? You're not Broadway, are you? No, so I'm not a freak. Anyway. Or fun. (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't yeah, want anybody. You know what, yeah, you are no fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm the fun hater. So when he got there, he you. said, I, you know, I wasn't, uh, <laughs> I wasn't the, I was the only child actor. But he said, uh, the big rush, I didn't know anyone, and I was quickly kind of bored. He ended up wandering into the bedroom, sitting on the edge of the bed and watching TV past midnight. And at some point, he turned to see Spacey standing at the bedroom door, and that's when he realized everyone else left. They were alone. Quote, my memory was, I thought, oh, everybody's gone. Well, yeah, I should probably go home. But Spacey, he said, uh, Spacey, he recalled, sort of stood in the doorway, kind of swaying. Hint. My impression when he came in the room was that he was drunk. He doesn't remember Spacey saying anything to him. Instead, he picked me up like a groom picks up the bride over the threshold. But I don't, like, squirm away initially because I'm like, what's going on? And then he lays down on top of me. He was trying to seduce me. I don't know if he, I would have uh, used that language, but I was aware that he was trying to get with me sexually. Mm. It all happened uh, so quickly, he said. He said yeah, Spacey was, like, pressing into me. You remember Spacey tightening his arms, but while well, he can't recall exactly how long Spacey remained on top of him, he was able to squirm away after a short period. He said it was a frozen moment. In terms of a fight-or-flight freeze, I tend to freeze. <clears throat> he was able to go to the bathroom. I was like, what's happening? I was saw on the counter, the, the sink, a picture of him having his arm around a man. So I'm thinking, oh, he's gay. Okay, I'm going to go home now. He said he followed me to the front door of the apartment. I opened the door to leave. He was leaning on the front door frame, and he was like, are you sure you want to go? 14 years old. I said, yes, good night. And I did leave. And now all these years later, he's like, I'm going to say something. Okay, so so he did. Now, I know you can say, is he just making it up? But what would he have to make it up? Like, what is he? He's already an actor. He's 46. Um... I guess he finally fears that, uh, feels that he's not going to be attacked or lose out on jobs or whatever. But, I mean, all, it's, what a sick, twisted business. Huh? What a sick, twist Broadway, Hollywood, it's all sick and twisted. It Everybody's is, Everybody's compelled to come forward now. Yeah, I know. Everybody. I, I know, and that's why I, you sit back and say, really? I don't, I, you don't want to say, I don't feel bad for these people because if some were sexually assaulted, you feel bad. Yeah. But then you're like, well, you idiots turned your, a blind eye because you wanted to make money? Well, then... You didn't deserve it, but you're not going to get my, you know, biggest amount of sympathy either. And I think it's okay for people to say. Oh, it's the price of fame. What? Getting, mal- getting, getting. I'm assuming. It shouldn't I, be. I, you're right. It but should it's be based on. Uh... been that way. Yeah. yeah. The casting couch is legendary throughout the ages, decades. Decades and decades. I want to get one of those for my house. I'm not touching this. You should have one. Casting couch. You should definitely have and one. And you know what? It'll. You know what? I'll get it in my house, and then I'll prove it doesn't work. Six fifty. Why is there immune to the casting couch? <laughs> I don't want to sit on that. Come on, just act. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just. It's just funny. It's not me. Six fifty. Back in five. What Kevin Spacey said. Because he responded. I'll tell you what he said. Coming back in five. You don't want to miss it. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AIM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Oh, man. 707. Hi. It's Monday, October 30th. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, on KNST, AM 792, Tucson's. Most stimulating talk. There are three things that I think you need to know. Number one, uh, Paul Manafort and some guy you've never heard of, Rick Gates, I think. Uh, sure. Indicted, like 12 counts of like money laundering, tax evasion, conspiracy, whatever, other stuff. Uh, that's the ones that Mueller, they got indicted by Mueller, the special prosecutor. And, of course, these charges stem from the years 2012 and 2013, according to reports, which is well before Trump even thought about running for president or announced it or whatever. So... 
Uh, good luck. They're going to try to put his, his you-know-whats in a vice and twist him so he says something. But I think he would have probably said something already. And he didn't, which is why he was indicted. But that's just me. Second thing, I was, I'm, not, I'm not a lawyer. I, I could never be one. Second, well, I could, but, you know, I'd have to just be better than the rest of them, and that would just make people feel bad. So anyway, second thing that I think you need to know, Martha McSally, apparently, according to the Business Insider, being eyed by the establishment to run for Jeff Lake's seat against Kelly Ward. Uh, the establishment still doesn't get it. Like, if you want people to not show up and vote, sure. Make Martha McSally go in there and challenge Kelly Ward to be the nominee. Go ahead. She's so inspiring and smart and stuff. Yep. Third thing, you know, and you sit back, comments like this, and I wonder, why don't people like to come on this show? Anyway, third thing that I think you need to know, and I've been debating what should be the third thing. I think I'm going to change my mind now and say that uh, the story came out that President, former President Obama had a campaign arm. It was called Obama for America, and they paid almost a million dollars to the same law firm that the Clinton campaign and the DNC paid, that then hired that Fusion GPS to get dirt on Trump. They pay, they're paying them also for opposition research. See, they kind of launder it through. They See, they call it legal fees to the FEC instead of calling it oppo research because they don't want to be tied to it. That's how it works. So you had Obama, you had Clinton, you had the DNC, all paying to try to get dirt on Trump because they were scared, as they should have been. Yep, drain the swamp, baby. So Obama was involved as well. Did he know... Can we please get some freaking subpoenas there? Can we have Congress actually do their damn job? Bunch of rats on both sides. Three things that I think you need to know. Uh, before we get to the uh, U of A guy, I was just thinking, I, I regret, and I don't do this very often, but I regret what I said, if you listened a few minutes ago about Kevin Spacey, um, that I said at least he came out and, and you know admitted this or something like that. The more I think about it, and if you don't know, Kevin Spacey apparently accused by a ra- uh, an actor named Anthony Rapp, 46 years old now. He's on some Star Trek show that nobody watches. But he's been in movies. And apparently Anthony Rapp, when he was 14, back in 1986, was on Broadway and invited by Kevin Spacey to a party. He was the only, under, he was the only non-adult there at the end. So he kind of hung out in Spacey's room watching TV just to get away, didn't know anybody. And at the end of the night, it was just him, Rapp, along, uh, along with Spacey. And he says, all these years later, 31 years later, all these women coming out saying they were sexually assaulted and raped or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, this has inspired me to come out and say that Kevin Spacey traumatized me. He picked me up when I was in his bedroom. He laid me on his bed, tried to get on top of me, pressed against me, all kinds of stuff. Freaked me out. I'm out. But Kevin Spacey did that to him. He said he may have been drunk. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. So Spacey comes out. I was horrified that I, that I acted that way. And Kevin Spacey officially declared himself gay publicly. Because of this, and I'm thinking, wait a second. So you're being accused of literally trying to get it on with a 14-year-old, and your excuse is, or you use that actual event to come out as gay. Out of all the things that upset the whole gay community, this should upset it even more, right? Because just because you're gay doesn't mean you want to get it on with 14-year-olds, but Kevin Spacey's trying to like use that as a crutch. Ah, man, I'm, quote, horrified. Again, his, his statement, the more I read it during the break... You know, I have a lot of respect and admiration. This is what Spacey said in a statement for Anthony Rapp as an actor. I'm beyond horrified to hear this, to hear his story. I honestly do not remember the encounter. It would have been over 30 years ago. But if I did behave as he describes, I own the sincerest apology for what would have been a deeply inappropriate drunken behavior. And I'm sorry for all the feelings he describes having carried with him all these years. 
This story has encouraged me to address other things about my life. So he made it about him, the egomaniac. I know there are stories out there about me and have some been fueled and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I have loved and had romantic encounters with men throughout my life, and now I, I choose now to live as a gay man. I want to deal with this honestly and openly, and that starts with examining my own behavior. So he basically tried to turn this excuse around, or this event of him trying to get it on with a 14-year-old. And by the way, I've been drunk plenty of times in my life, and not once have I tried to sleep with a 14-year-old. I'm just letting you know. Have you, you know, you've probably been drunk a lot, never tried to sleep with a 14-year-old as an adult, but whatever. Um, Kevin Spacey is literally using an event where he's accused of getting it on with a teenager as to say, I'm going to turn around this story and now I'm going to come out as gay. And hopefully you'll ask me about that and not this uh, story about me doing this, which I don't remember. It reminds me of, of a quote that I saw in my face. I've talked about this, that, like my favorite quote of all time from Otis Smith, a former cornerback for the New York Jets, the New England Patriots. When he's on the Jets, there's a quote. Somebody asked him, a reporter asked him a question, and he said, it, the quote was, Otis Smith said, I didn't say that. And if I did say that, I must have misquoted myself. So that's like my favorite thing of all time. And it's like, it reminds me of what Kevin Spacey's doing. I don't remember doing this horrific thing to a 14-year-old, but if I do, I'm sorry about it. And by the way, I'm gay. We all good? Thanks. Are you serious right now? So what I want to know is also, where are the, where are the angry vaginas? I got to go. I got to go there again. I've said it last couple of weeks because the whole uh, Weinstein thing. Where are the angry vaginas to come out and stand up for a guy like Anthony Rapp? Where are they? Where are the angry vagina, vag, vaginas to come out and stand up for the women that were uh, uh, assaulted, sexually raped, you name it, by Harvey Weinstein and a lot of other people in Hollywood? The, the angry vaginas got all upset when Donald Trump became president, who literally has never, according to what we know, he's never been convicted, who knows, sexually assaulted a woman. Those 12 random chicks came out right before the election and magically disappeared after that. Ooh, wow, imagine that. So you have these angry vaginas that are apparently only angry if they think that Donald Trump may do something to their angry vagina. Where are they now? Why are they not marching? Why are they not saying, you? hey, Kevin Spacey, this is not good enough. Coming out saying you're gay is not, is it, that doesn't make it okay what you allegedly did. No angry vaginas. We don't need angry vaginas to say it when you're, you're saying it for us, Garrett. Oh, Thank you. See, Thank again, you so much. No, and by the way, Alice Dr. Rossini is in studio. She was, uh, she's a great reporter, and she's in New York at our sister station, WR. She covered the convention so well that we became friends. And uh, she's actually here to surprise her son playing a band tonight in Phoenix. So she's like, I want to come out and hang out with you and your wife. And she basically held our baby, gave us a break for hours on end. <laughs> and, of course, little little baby Harrison, the giant dictator that he is, the high-maintenance baby, uh, was, like, perfect for her. And as soon as she went to bed, oh my he just did out of control. So you're not leaving. Anyway, um, I, I just find this to be hilarious. Just the hypocrisy is everywhere. Where are these all all these women that are they should be standing up for these actresses that got you know you know harassed, assaulted, you name it, and they are some of them, of course, are the same ones that were mad at Trump, like the actresses, like uh, what what's her name, the the uh, the nasty woman Ashley Judd. Why why isn't she organizing a whole big march on Hollywood to go after Ben Affleck and the rest of these clowns? Bunch of freaking losers. So it's hard for me to take these anger vaginas seriously. That's the point. And I would listen. I I would I would identify as a vagina and go with them to Hollywood. I really would. If my wife gives me okay, I would totally do that. Mm-hmm. I would dress up in a giant vagina costume. I have one. I See? can loan it. Thank to you. you. I, I would do that. I would sign so that. That and it just listen. I'm gonna get to the U of A story. I just thought about that with Kevin Spacey. That 
it's not good enough. And like, if it was the other way around, and I don't want to bring the politics into this, but it's true. If there was some guy to the to the right that was accused of this and then tried to get out of it by saying, I'm gay, they'd be like, you can't do that. And the gay community would be up in arms saying, you can't just all of a sudden use your sexuality to get out of this, you jerk. And they'd be right. But now, uh, they're silent. Give it time. Give it time. <laughs> this, is twi- this is social media. They react instantaneously. They would be out there. They'd be like, they're getting ripped. They're doing this. Nothing. Nothing. So if you're gay and upset, 880-KNST, 880-5678. I, you know, because there are gay people that listen, they get mad. They get, they get mad. They, you know, you, I am giving you a chance to um, come out and speak against this pathetic excuse by Kevin Spacey for allegedly doing what he did. Okay. It's up to you. You can sit back and listen. I do suggest that, but I'm giving you the chance. Uh, Now there's more. This uh, U of A. Hey, why are you laughing? You're throwing me off. Because oh, it's it's brilliant, that, isn't it? It's just it's, it's just flat out. So good when it hits the ears. Exactly. Continue. And that's that's okay. Yeah. So there's a U of A grad student, and we talked about this on Friday. How the mayor of Tucson got all excited. We're doing a bike share program. Yeah, we have people calling into our show saying, "I can't find enough people to work. Like people don't want to work. We need more people to work. We need jobs, jobs, jobs." What is? You know, I'm not saying the government should be involved, but they literally do nothing to try to figure out how they can help businesses in this town. They're excited about a friggin' bike share program. And the last one they did ended when all the bikes were stolen. Good luck with this one. Uh, But there's a grad student at the U of A, Jeremy Omori. This is in Campus Reform, their website. Uh, Apparently, you got to love this. He's a grad student, wrote a thesis paper, and he wants to be a teacher, I'm assuming, because he's, um, well, whatever. It's all about teaching. And he claims in his thesis paper that video gaming culture is privilege, privileges the cis, heterosexual, and hyper-masculine men. Video gaming culture. Does anybody give a crap? This guy's going into debt because of this. As taxpayers here in Arizona, we're subsidizing his education for him to write a paper about video gaming being privileged for the cis, whatever the hell that is. Is that the normal? Is cis normal? Do we have to go back to South Park for this? No, no, no. Cis is uh, the same as... Heterosexual? As whatever you are. It's your same gender. <laughs> I don't even your know what cisgender. that means. You're cisgender. Can you, we're going to have to bust out the Cartman stuff when we get back. They, they explain it very well. So, yes, heterosexual, hyper-masculine, and uh, privileged cis men apparently get a step up in the video gaming culture. And apparently, like, what do you want to do, change that? He said the larger gamer community, I don't play video games, I don't have time for this. The larger gamer community is littered with hyper-masculine, heterosexual, cis male, and often white privilege. And he noted a large gay gaming group in Arizona is, quote, very white. Is that bad? And by the way, Ryan plays video. You play video games. I do. Do you find it to be uh, white privilege? Because you're not white. No, I'm not. As a matter of fact, in most video games, I can't even tell what I am. What does that even mean? Well, you can't tell if you're black, white, blue, yellow. Are you serious? Swear. I swear. Not to mention the fact that it's a video game. And that's what I'm saying. This guy is a uh, is, is going to graduate with uh, an M.A. in cultural pedagogy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to do what? I, I'm assuming teach because that's what pedagogy is. It's like the art of teaching and stuff. And I'm like, okay. What's he What's he teaching? I don't know. Sociology? Stupidity. (laughs) Victimhood. I don't know. Wait till you hear more about this, because there is more. Are you free? With the crap that he writes about video games, Madden football, 
It's coming up in five. 719, Morning Ritual. Don't go anywhere. If you get out of your car, listen to KNST.com or the iHeartRadio app. You don't want to miss it. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Seven twenty-six. Thank you for hanging out. It is Monday, and it's sunny now, but the weather is good. Mid eighties. I'm excited for that. Follow me on Facebook and like my Facebook page. Like it and follow it. Don't just do one. Facebook.com/slash Garrett Lewis Radio. That way we can stay in touch. And by the way, a lot of money. Company spent a lot of money as to what they should name my new Facebook page. Uh, and of course, the result: Facebook.com/slash Garrett Lewis Radio. A lot of money spent on that. Please like it and follow it. Just can't forget it. Yes. Yeah, stop sending me Facebook requests uh, to my old Facebook page because I'm not answering them. Uh, they were like nude pictures, things like I just can't do it. So just stop. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, really quick, really quick, really quick. One of the charges, we'll get back to the U of A thing. One of the charges about Paul Manafort, um, apparently, do you know what Farah is? Farah, really quick, Foreign Agents, uh, Foreign Agents Registration Unit. That's... And Foreign Agents Registration Act, right? Been there for a long time. So if you're going to do stuff where you work with foreign governments, you're an American, you have to register, right? You have to register. One of the charges against Manafort, one of the 12, involves that. I don't know if he registered in time or what, but here's the thing. Here's the kicker. John Podesta was Hillary's campaign chair manager, right? He was a campaign chair. Uh, He and his brother founded their own firm that did advising, and they did work for the group Uranium One. They lobbied for them. That's the group that Hillary said, yeah, you could buy that stuff. Great, right? Guess what? They never they never registered under Farah. Tony Podesta, John's brother, they never they didn't register until the media said, hey, we just saw something. You didn't register back like, I think in April, and he, pro, after the fact, registered. So I'm thinking that Mueller's probably going to do something with them as well. So I'm just letting, I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. I think that that's going to happen as well. So that's pretty cool. Now, back to the gaming thing with this U of A crap. Okay. Um, apparently, and can you, do you have the South Park stuff ready? The Cartman? Can you find the Cartman stuff if you don't mind? Yes, sir. Thank you. And don't call me sir. So this Jeremy Omery, U of A grad student, publishes thesis. And his thesis is about how video games, the gaming culture, is white privilege. This is what they do at the U of A now. This is acceptable. Uh, heterosexual, white privilege, all this other stuff. Uh, it consequently serves to perpetuate the oppression of, quote, those who may not fit this mold. So apparently if you play video games and you're not a straight white male, uh, you're being oppressed. I swear to God, and this is acceptable. How does this help you get a job? Are you kidding me? He wrote criticisms of cis male gamers in numerous gaming communities stating that they want their games to be about fun and not about real world politics or unknowingly still enforcing real world politics with the lens of Privilege. Privilege. There are consequences, he says, in video games for racial minorities, women, transgender people, LGBTQ, you name it. Are you, Really? He said women, for example, can be marginalized by the violence towards women found in some games. Of course, there are games where men just literally shoot men, don't they, and like kill them and stuff like that? Yeah, I know. There's actually a gaming group, a gay gaming group, the Phoenix Gamers, G-A-Y-M-E-R-S. He said... This exemplifies the concerns. He determined after doing field work, he did field work at the group's meetings, saying the space is, quote, very white, indicating the lack of diversity at club events. So the gay isn't enough anymore. 
You got to be the gayness, I should say. You have to be diverse. So now the overwhelming majority of gamers being white, he said it made for a, a hostile place for racial minorities. Are you? This is what this guy wrote his freaking thesis on at the U of A. And the cis and then that. So that's why I went in doubt to find out exactly what is going on. Play the, uh, uh, I think the shorter one first. Cartman, there was an episode of South Park several years ago where he was frustrated that he couldn't uh, go to the bathroom in the boys' bathroom because the stall was always full. So he wanted to go to the women's bathroom and he realized I could just identify as one. Listen, here we go. What the hell do you think you're doing? I'm going to the potty. This is the girls' bathroom. All right, I need to tell you something, Wendy. I'm transgender. <laughs> what? Did you notice the bow? I'm not comfortable with the sex I was assigned at birth, so I'm exercising my right to identify with the gender of my choice. Now get out of my way. I have to take a There you go. Get out of here. Wow, this is nice in here. <laughs> the girls' bathroom's a lot cleaner than the boys'. See? So then they tried to figure out to stop him. This is the next part. Here we go. I want to know just what makes you think it's okay to go inside the girls' bathroom. Mm. Because I'm transgender. I looked it up. That means I can use the girls' you are not transgender, Eric. You don't even know what that means. Yeah, huh? It means I live a life of torture and confusion because society sees me as a boy, but I'm really a girl. Yes. All right. Well, if you identify yourself as a girl, you must find yourself attracted to boys. Is that right? That's actually not true. Nope. I can be transgender without it having anything to do with the gender I'm attracted to. Check the state bylaws. State bylaws. All right. Listen, Eric. Erica. Listen, Eric. Oh, I love it. You must know why we can't have you in the girls' bathroom. All I know is I'm transgender, and you can't make me go to the bathroom with the cisgenders. Cis. With the what? Cis. Listen. Cisgender. It's the politically correct name for people who aren't transgender. Oh, that's like If you me. identify with yeah. the sex you were born with, then you're cis. Oh. But then cisgender is just normal. Saying normal is extremely offensive to people who aren't in that group. Mm. Trust me, you don't want this hot potato. Just let him use the girls' room. There you go. That's why he said this This U of A grad. Thank you, Alice. This U of A grad. He said, uh, apparently, again, video gaming culture is it privileges cis, heterosexual, and hyper-masculine men. I'm trying to figure out what the difference is between cis and heterosexual, by the way. But I bet you know what it is, but I guess you could be gay and you're comfortable with what you are. So you're not just heterosexual. Why didn't he just put homosexual too? Anyway, because apparently the gamers... So this is what's going on at the U of A. And you wonder why uh, we get pissed off at college. I get pissed off. What a scam. This is acceptable. This is your thesis paper. Who's going to hire you? I, get out of here. And, and somebody, some dope at the U of A will think this is cool. Some professor. Anyway, 732. There's always more. I have more. We got to get to a couple of things, uh, including the National Institute for Civil Discourse... Uh, I don't know what the hell they do, except now apparently they are going on a listening tour across America with other journalists. Wait till you hear about that. And we also have to get to the uh, the Halloween Halloween stories. A university warning about sexy costumes. They even issued a guide. They issued a guide. Oh yeah, it's all coming up at about six seven thirty three on KNST. Here's Fox okay. seven forty. Hi, how's it going? It's it's uh, nice and cool out there for now. I'm loving it, loving it. Finally. Stop shaking your head, Ryan. We it's want the cooler cold. weather. No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, there are three things I think you need to know. Number one, Paul Manafort. Uh, Paul Manafort and some other guy I've never heard of have been indicted. Twelve counts by uh, Robert Mueller, the special prosecutor, uh, about things that happened in the years 2012 and 2013. They literally don't involve anything about Trump, but the media is going to run with it and lie to you and you name it. And they're going to hope that uh, he says something about Trump doing something with Russia and they'll drop charges. I'm telling you, this whole thing. This whole thing's going on. And, and he, he could have done bad things. 
And if he does, lock him up. I don't care. Tax fraud, money laundering, you name it. But it has literally nothing to do with Trump. Or Russia, it looks like, either. So, but he, good luck. Uh, Second thing that I think you need to know, Martha McSally being eyed by the establishment as the replacement to Jeff Flake. (laughs) Wait, wait. Yeah, baby. Uh, Martha McSally. Oh, God. You know, I will play the soundbite of one of the really smart things that she has said in the past. Um, It's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, God help her. I mean, if they want to lose, they want Kirsten Sinema to be the next senator of this this state. You will have Martha McSally as your your establishment nominee, because I don't think most people are going to go vote for Martha McSally. I'm just telling you right now. Third thing that I think you need to know, uh, President Obama's campaign arm, former President Obama, I should say. I'm sorry I offended you. Uh, Obama for America paid that same law firm that the Clinton campaign and the DNC paid. Uh, that then hired Fusion GPS, paid about nine hundred seventy-two grand because, and that was in April of 2016. They all wanted to pay to get dirt on Trump. That's what they do. I mean, I you know what? I need to start this. I mean, I I'm good at research. Pay me a lot of money to find out crap about people. I'm cool with that. And they literally paid this law firm who paid Fusion GPS, who paid this washed-up MI5 agent who got bullcrap information from Russians. I know Russians, and they write, yeah, let's write this. He'll pay us for it. Trump sat in hotel room while hookers pee on bed where Obama slept. <laughs> and they actually accepted it. Okay, cool. And then idiots like McCain are like, look at this. This, this, this is something that can be big. And by the way, nothing still from McCain or Flake about Hillary Clinton's uh, uranium scandal. Nothing on their Twitter. Nothing, nothing at all. Bunch of bonehead sellouts. I mean, they're showing exactly who they are, which is exactly what they knew they were. Three things I think you need to know. Um, now, <laughs> where do I go from there? I know it's tough. All right, so uh, it is. I mean, it, it's just entertaining as hell. It's, it's just funny. It's just funny. So enough with this whole friggin' Manafort talk, because who, who really cares? So I get this uh, email. Somebody sent it to me, a great listener, and it's from the University of Arizona's own website, uanews.arizona.edu, and it made me laugh. The Huffington Post is sponsoring a big, giant, like, bus. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those fancy, like, tour buses, right? And it's Listen to America, a HuffPost road trip. And it has journalists on there, and they invited the freaking joke of an organization here, the National Institute for Civil Discourse, to go hang out, right? And now they are so accepting, right, the civil discourse thing, that they actually blocked me from Twitter, from their, their Twitter handle. Yeah, they banned. Because I'd ask questions about why you're not talking about this, why you're not talking about that, and why you're not talking. They pretty much, it's like a robot that retweets anything that has the word civil in it. Or civility. Um, Carolyn Lukensmeyer is the executive director. They'll never come on the show. They, they actually turned it down at the last. Ryan, we thought they had him on. Remember that? And then at the last minute, they emailed you, Ryan, and canceled it? Yep. Their guy in uh, back east. Back east in D.C. They, they pay a high-powered, high-money uh, PR firm out of Washington, D.C., to do the work for this <laughs> this uh, this University of Arizona-based organization. Anyway, Carolyn Lukensmeyer, executive director of the National Institute for Civil Discourse, said, We're proud to be joining HuffPost journalists on this journey as they seek to give voice to everyday Americans. At every stop along this tour, NICD, National Institute for Civil Discourse, will work with people will will work with people we meet to foster the free exchange of ideas in a way that respects and affirms all persons. Of course, again, one of the biggest stories across the country was the fact that Cup It Up, the restaurant, uh, was forced to close its doors after they post on Facebook they support Trump and all this other stuff. They don't care about PC. And they were met with uh, death threats and violence. So the owner closed up shop right here in Tucson. 
And do you know what the National Institute of Civil Discourse said about this? Because it was not civil. Do you know what they said? Hang on, wait, wait. They said this. Nothing. That's the point. They said nothing. And now these morons, they apparently October 20th, 10 days ago, they were at the uh, U of A campus. Some UA alumna, it says, Basant Verdi, communications coordinator for the National Institute for Civil Discourse, is on the bus the entire tour. Started September 12th in St. Louis, ended, it ends today in New Orleans. Uh, yeah, the Institute is also reaching out to city mayors and encouraging them to proclaim a, quote, listen to revive civility month. Oh, that sounds excellent, doesn't it? So yeah, this dingbat's on this bus where nothing's going to be accomplished. Uh, but every time they say, if you're on the email list for this, civil discourse group uh they send an email about something happening and always ask you for money click here to donate click here to, and i'm like what do they do and if you don't remember if you haven't listened to the show for six years how dare you but anyway after the january shooting here where gabby giffords and 18 others were shot uh fred duval who ran for governor as a democrat the last time against doug ducey he was on gabby giffords steering committee he was he was one of the um uh, the Arizona Board of Regents, he was one of them, and he said, we need, right after, I even have the soundbite, but I don't want to play it, it's it's just too damn long. You know what, find Fred Duval, Duval, D-U-V-A-L, sorry, he basically, just so you don't, you don't think I'm lying, he said, because of the shooting, and again, it was, nobody knew much about it, it was days after the shooting, days after the shooting, uh, it's, the, it's the top one, it's the top one, um, can you open it up, because I, I don't want to play all of it. Days after the shooting, he said, it occurred to me, we need this, because this will help solve everything. And again, the shooter, Jared Loeffner, was a nut job. He was doing all kinds of crazy psychedelic drugs. He was bipolar. He was, his parents knew. P, Pima Community College knew. And this dingbat does this, and people buy into it. Listen, here we go. It's ironic. It's President's Day. This is six years so, ago. Uh, let me begin my comments by starting with a letter that our second president, John Adams, wrote. Okay. He said, remember, democracy never lasts I'm long. I'm so bored right now. It soon wastes, exhausts, and murders itself. Yeah, okay. There was never a democracy yet that did not commit suicide. Okay. Well, what's your point? But just five weeks ago, and just five blocks away, the 44th president called upon us to craft a country and a democracy worthy of the hopes of Christina Taylor Greene. Mm-hmm. Poor little girl. We here uniquely know what he meant, and we here begin that work. Mm, so important. After the Constitutional Convention had finished its work in 1787, Ben Franklin exited Constitutional Hall and he was approached by a woman who asked, what kind of government has been decided upon? He replied, a republic, okay. if you can keep it. Here we go. Just get to the point. The significance of today operates at many levels, but no less than simply this. Can we keep it? Oh. It is in our power, and today... We exercise it. Oh, yeah. Because today we are announcing the creation of a National Institute for Civil Discourse here at the University of Arizona. Mm-hmm. It will bring together some of the country's most prominent leaders and scholars. Oh, and yeah. I am, of course, most pleased to announce that we will have as our honorary chairs for this institute former President Bill Clinton and former President George Who've Bush. Who've never been here. <laughs> Their willingness to be involved <laughs> speaks to the importance of the work sure. that we are doing and hope that comes out of the Sounds institute. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh-huh. Sounds good. So that's cool. So it was based on garbage. That's what can we keep it? 
So basically, some nut job who's bipolar who had voices speaking to him that he thought that Gabby Giffords, the congresswoman, was going to like take his money and whatever, decides to go shoot her in the head because he's literally deranged. That's going to cost the country to go down the tubes, according to this nut job. So they formed this joke of an organization, and now they're on a listening tour. Yet when actual civil, they only care when something uncivil happens to the left. That's what it comes down to. I don't even think, it took them days. It took them like two or three days to actually post something about when all the Republicans uh, were shot at and Steve Scalise was shot playing baseball. They literally didn't say anything. And that was from a guy who on his Facebook page talked about how much he hated Republicans, wanted to target them, and did that. They didn't say anything. So that's why it's that place is a joke. It is just an absolute joke. And that's that's why I think it's ridiculous that they are now going out there and... Um, on a listening tour. Listen to what? Listen to yourselves? And I'm the only one in Tucson that calls these idiots out on this. Remember we played the, we made fun of the local TV station? Do we have that? What? Hegenmuller. Yeah. Play, ah. play that. Play. Find Hegenmuller. Find Hegenmuller. This is the, you gotta love this. This is like 1985. Alice, Alice Dr. Rossini is in studio with us. Uh, a great reporter from NBC News Radio and our station back in New York. She was on with us during the campaigns and the, the conventions and all that stuff. And she's in town to see my baby and then go see her son play in a, in a band up in Phoenix. Um, this guy's a vice president and GM of a TV station here. And it's like 1985 at the end of a newscast, as if anybody watches more than three minutes on of a TV newscast. Um, he goes on there and does a editorial for 30 seconds and everything is eighties about it. And then it's just so funny. Um, yeah, that, that's the one. This is what we even left the beginning. I think you left the beginning in this, uh, yeah. make fun of the voice and all that stuff. Um, you got to hear, he actually gives praise to the Institute as if they do anything. Cause they're all a bunch of back scratchers here. Uh, listen, this ahead. The shootings were an attack on all Americans, and the incident was yet another reminder of the ever-shrinking lack of civil discourse in our country. It wasn't an all-American. After the January 8th shooting here, uh. a lot of us felt the very same thing. Now, there's feeling something, and then there's doing something about it. What happened at the University of Arizona after the Tucson shootings, a new organization came to life mm. here in Tucson. Yes. The National Institute for Civil Discourse yes. set out to set a tone for healthy debate in politics. Sure. Today, their work is needed more than ever. Oh, more than ever. The government in last week's shooting had posted anti-Republican messages mm. and images on Facebook. I'm not sure it's time to crack down on social media, but think about it. We can think all be a part it. of the solution by following the lead of the Tucson organization Follow and think before we post, mm. choose our words carefully, and avoid memes and messages that do more to inflame than to inform. Oh, yeah, there you go. So play, play one of the other ones where it has the beginning, like the, the sounder. It's, I think it's, they played, yeah, go ahead, sorry. AOLD News 13. This is Think About It, an editorial and call to action from Vice President <laughs> and General Manager. That's all Joe we need. Hingamuller. Again, nobody cares who you are, nobody knows who you are, or cares about your opinion, genius, but anyway. Um, by the way, it would have been cool if he was like, think about it. Why didn't the National Institute for Civil Discourse actually say anything for at least two days about this shooting? What's your point? Think about it. But, of course, it didn't happen. Because they all go out together in the same charity dinners and stuff like that. This is why I have no friends, Alice. This is why I have no friends. And I'm cool with that. Because you speak the truth. Thank Karen. you. Because and, and, and I'm okay with that. I mean, all they really do is retweet stuff. That's all they do. I don't see really many original thoughts no. originating from no. them. No. Yeah, but no, nobody takes a stand. That's the problem with mm. America today. I do. Nobody takes a stand. Nobody says, I don't care what anybody thinks. This is how I really feel. This is what I really believe in. That's what I've been doing for the well, past he does. two hours. Well, that's why nobody likes him. Politicians oh, and yeah. institutions Trump, like that. Trump did. That's why I got elected. I know yeah. the biggest fan. That's the way it is. Well, there's more. We got to get the Halloween stuff coming up. KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. Hi. 
right, here we go. First two hours have flown right by if you've been paying attention. Have you been paying attention? It's your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis on KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. There are three things that I think you need to know. Number one, Paul Manafort and uh, somebody named, uh, what, Ricky Gates? Is that what it is? Rick, Rick Gates? Rick, yeah, Ricky Schroeder? No, Rick, Rick Gates. Uh, apparently have been charged, indicted, I should say, indicted. Uh, Twelve different counts, conspiracy against the U.S., money laundering, special counsel, Mueller announces, all this stuff. Nothing to do with Trump. All these charges come from the years 2012 and 2013. Nothing to do with Russia. So we have an independent counsel trying to figure out if Russia influenced Trump to win the election and help him. And the special counsel's like, I'm going to indict this guy that was Trump's campaign manager for a few months because of things he did back in 2012 and 2013. Yes, our tax dollars being used wisely, right? Uh Uh-huh. Second thing that I think you need to know, Martha McSally is being eyeballed by the establishment in Arizona and in D.C. uh, to challenge Kelly Ward for Jeff Flake's Senate seat. God, they just don't get it, do they? They just don't get it. Uh, Third thing that I think you need to know is that Obama's campaign arm, Obama for America, Pay 972000 bucks to the same law firm that the Clinton campaign paid, the DNC paid, that paid Fusion GPS to get try to get dirt on Trump. And again, the dopes went to uh, a, a washed-up MI5 spy who went to Russians. Oh, yeah, let's just make this up. Those Russian guys must have been getting drunk on some good vodka. What can we tell? This guy wants dirt on Trump. Let's make this up. See if he goes for it. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, Trump hates Obama so much, he goes to Four Seasons in Moscow where Obama and wife slept. And he pays hookers to pee on bed where Obama and his wife once slept. Ha, ha, ha. I wonder if they'll believe this. We're getting paid anyway. And then those idiots believe it. John John McCain believes it. What a dumbass. Ha, 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 ha. That's what they do. What, is that too much? That's pretty accurate. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, yeah, Obama's uh, peeps paid them also. That's the point. Three things I think you need to know. (laughs) But seriously. Hey, uh, Vladimir Putin, can you believe this stuff? Hey, Putin, they're going to believe this. This is great. Hey, fools. Where's Natasha? Who? Which? Oh, the hot uh, hot spy chick, the redhead? Boris and Natasha? You sound just like Boris. Oh, dude, I don't even know what that is. Am I too old? I don't. I, I never watched. I know. I, I, Alice Doctor Rossini, by the way, is in studio with us. She is a reporter for NBC News Radio, which is ours, our company's, and also WOR New York. And she was on with us. We met her live on the radio when she covered the Philly uh, DNC convention and the GOP convention in Cleveland. And she did such a great job. We've started a friendship. My wife and I met her face to face in New York back in uh, April for the Billy Joel concert that we went to. And uh, she's here. Wanted to see my baby. And uh, she, she's like, he's the greatest baby ever. He didn't cry as soon as she left to go to sleep. He cried like a, like a baby. Man. And anyway, she's going up to Phoenix to see her son play in a band tonight. What's, the, what's your son's band's name again? Late Night Episode. Late Night Episode. Google it. Yep. YouTube it. And uh, you can watch it. So she's going to go there and then leave for New York tomorrow morning. So, tomorrow morning. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a quick trip. She sent you the condoms, right? From the condom guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember, that was it right back you over there. You still have the condoms. Oh, that was so important to me. Well, I didn't use them. Oh. <laughs> well, clearly. Or else not be here. <laughs> Shoot and score. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yes. Those are collector's items. Those are awesome. So uh, she's here and she's commenting and laughing and wondering what the hell's going on. She witnessed me. Uh, she went to bed earlier, like at 830 last night, 8 o'clock, 730, was it? And she's like, what time do you go to bed? And I was up late. And then she came into the living room this morning and I was 
at the island just doing stuff, drinking coffee. Sweat so on his brow. So I'm not, I'm not making it up when I'm like, I go to bed late and I wake up early because I have to. And I was impressed. Go. I really. Well, thank you. Yeah. That's why if you weren't impressed, I wouldn't invite you here. I want yeah. people to say good things about me. I'm mm-hmm. like Trump in that aspect. So anyway, uh, Halloween is coming up. And uh, I love to make fun of this stuff every single year. It never gets old. Just morons. And again, I can't stand Halloween. It's just stupid. But it's because I'm traumatized in Long Island. What you know? You, they do this from sure New Jersey, where you're from. Uh, when I got to high school, uh, it wasn't fun anymore because you went out and the older kids threw eggs at you and shot you with shaving cream. Did that not happen in New Jersey? Yeah, and and you throw uh, toilet paper up in the trees. Yeah, and all then this the, stuff. the eggs and the uh, uh, shaving cream, it all sticks together. Yes. It's awesome. It's yeah, and they, so I got, I got attacked by older kids, and I'm like, this is stupid. I don't like candy, so I hate Halloween. Now they do trunk. They put all the candy. They have yeah. everybody. That's so lame. Because it's a treat. It's, it's everybody's helicopter parents now is what yeah. it is. So anyway, we're going to take our, yeah, the meaning they, they always circle around the kids. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they never leave them. They never leave them alone. <laughs> Ever. <clears throat> Ever. They hang out in the yep. hallways. So Halloween's tomorrow. Northern Illinois University is the latest stupid university to tell kids to not dress in any way that can offend anyone. And by the way, when can we just teach these young people? If somebody's offended by something you do, it's not your fault. Like you can't help it if they're sensitive. Yeah. You know what what what's next? If somebody goes into a restaurant and orders a chicken dish instead of a beef, should you be offended by that? I mean, what what is the sure next it's thing? Um, I guarantee it's. Well, oh, it has a face. Yeah, should need it. Good. They all have faces. Mm-hmm. And we chop them off, and we cut into a ribeye and the fillet and this. Anyway, delicious. I know. Mm. So Northern Illinois University is urging students to think carefully about the impact of costumes, and of course, the students at Northern Illinois University are thinking carefully about what beer they're going to get. So they could hopefully get drunk and hook up with some random chick or dude. Then they won't remember what costume Exactly. It doesn't even matter. Which costume can I get that comes off the easiest? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right? That's Velcro. what it comes out. Yeah. Get a Velcro costume. They actually... They, <laughs> is, Velcro they, they issued a guide. They issued a guide. We weren't making it up. We is, they issued a guide called Conscious... Oh, I'm sorry. Conscientious Costumes. Conscientious Costumes. It warned that costumes may reinforce negative and inaccurate stereotypes about any group, and they are not considered fun. Why? What are they? Was there a list? Um, well, they don't like to just say the list. It's more of anything that mocks the sexual orientation, the gender identity, cultures, ethnicities, races. So pretty much every costume so what, that's out there. Yeah. You know? Uh, if I remember when I was a freshman in college, my two roommates and me, we dressed up as women, girls, put on skirts. Try to believe. We oh, stuffed, I bet you were we so We stuffed cute. shirts. We were hot. We stuffed shirts and everybody laughed. And like you know bosom what? buddies. Yeah, exactly. Nobody was offended. Nobody really? was offended. This might be. No, college didn't say you shouldn't do that. It's freaking Would that Halloween. be unacceptable now? Yes. That's why you can't mock sexual orientation, gender identity of anybody. That's what oh. they're saying. Mm. Conscientious costumes. Uh-huh. <gasps> Yep. What would that be? It said I, this. This is what the article is called. They can this out to students. Conscientious costumes. It says costumes reinforce negative and inaccurate stereotypes about any group. Not considered fun. Do not contribute to a genuine understanding uh, or of individual persons and cultures. So yeah. you can't be. I didn't realize that's the point of Halloween to understand cultures and stuff. Like this is what I don't get. I remember when I was five. Again, I've said this on the show. I was a, an Indian. I could say that. You I were an Indian. Say, yes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because I wanted to mock Indians. I thought it was cool. Right. My, my mother painted my face. Put a Headdress like the, the the feather wasn't a mock. It was I wanted to be one. 
And and, and in a related story, what's the name of the pitcher? It was a pitcher for, I believe, the Astros. Yeah. Uh, he he made, I have the story in the press. Oh, I saw that earlier. Oh, yes. he went like this. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the Dodgers have some kind of an Asian pitcher, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. And I don't, I don't understand this. Um, uh, the Dodger Yuval Dar- Darvish, I think his name is Darvish right. is the, is the Asian pitcher for the, uh, for the, yeah, for the Dodgers. For, right. He's the Asian pitcher. Right. And apparently some guy in the Astros who wasn't white, by the way, because always white people get blamed for this. He like, um. He he did something to where he made his eyes slanted toward the Asian pitcher. And I get it. You know what that, to me, and like, that's racist. I don't, how is it racist if it's real? Like, I, so they have slanted eyes. An Asian guy has slanted eyes. What's the, who cares? Why, is that bad? You know, I, well, I, I've never understood this. Like, when, 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 when I'm Jewish, I go, you Jews are good with money. All right. You Jews are cheap. Really? Okay. They Even if I me. was, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> they haven't met me. I don't, I, you know, all these stereotypes. Why do they have to be negative? Why, you know, um, you could say a black guy is really fast and can jump high. Oh, okay. Is that oh, is that is that bad? Yeah, I, I just don't. I don't understand. Like, so this idiot on the on the uh, the Astros does the uh, his eyes are slanted. So you're stating the obvious. Like, I just don't understand. I, mean, I I would look at this. I wouldn't say he's racist. I'd say he's a moron. He's stupid as hell. Oh, you see his haircut? Well, there's that. He looks oh. like he looks like a troll doll. No, he looks like an idiot. Yeah. He does look like a, a troll. I was thinking doll. about yeah. last night looks when like we were watching doll. the game. Yeah, Guriel, Guriel is his last name, whatever. I don't know his first name. He's, but I'm like, okay, you know what that makes you? That makes you ignorant as hell and stupid. Mm. It doesn't make you racist. Yuli Guriel. He's not going to be suspended without pay for five games next year. You can still play now because he would have challenged it in court and they don't want to mess in their hands. Anyway, so I, like, I hear all this stuff. You can't dress this way. I'm, I'm not mocking it. I'm having fun. Why can't it be like I'm celebrating it? I'm celebrating it. You Asians are good at math. I love it. That's racist and stereotypical. Is that so bad? No. No, I'm smart in science and math. No. Oh, and it reminded me also of that band. Remember that? I think they're Japanese. The Slants. The Slants. Yeah. They call, they wanted to trademark themselves called the Slants, and the federal government wouldn't let them do it because they said it was racist. And they're like, that's our race. <laughs> um, I don't I don't get it. Like, what's your point? That's our race. So, and that reminded me, of course, because everything revolves back to uh, to Seinfeld. You do realize that, right? Do you remember the Seinfeld episode? And we'll get back to the... Halloween stories, but I, I just wanted to get this uh, get this out there. Do you remember the Seinfeld episode when he wanted to date the Chinese woman? Yeah. Um, and and he was very upset that it was a white woman. Right. And he said something to the effect of, um, uh, you know, oh, I, I love Asian women. And Elaine goes, isn't that a little bit racist? He goes, if I like the race, how is it racist? <laughs> and that's the whole point. That's the whole point. So I'm just sitting here saying, man, people are just going way too far with this stuff. And, and colleges are issuing, I mean, what, do they feel like they have to issue these things? And I want to know, by the way, does anybody on the college campus even pay attention to that? What a waste of taxpayer dollars for that kind of stuff. You're going you're gonna to give me a pamphlet telling me what I shouldn't be for Halloween because it might offend people? I'm going to put that on the ground. I'm going to pee on it um, in college. I'm going to drink yeah. a lot and I'm going to literally pee on it or I'm going to set it on fire somewhere. That's offensive to drunks. Well, there you go. But that's what I would be. So get this. There's more to it. Um, the article says many Halloween stores this year are selling costumes packaged for couples who would dress as both the 1970s version of Bruce Jenner 
as well as the Vanity Fair photo of Caitlyn Jenner, which I think is brilliant, by the way. I think that is brilliant. But Northern Illinois University says, while those outfits might make some laugh, members of the transgender community are unlikely to find their identity as an appropriate basis for a Halloween costume. What can you be? You know what? I don't, I don't care. I don't care. It's, it's awful. Leave me alone. If a transgender person, a person is offended, okay, then you don't have to be friends with me. That's it. You know, it's, you're telling me that they'd be offended by that, but I can't be offended by they want to use whatever bathroom they want? Screw you. I've had it. <laughs> that, it sort of comes out like I'm a bad person because I'm like, no, I want my wife to go to a bathroom and not, not have to think that maybe there's a man in there who identifies as a woman and could be a big perv. Simple as that. that that's wrong. So... Equal opportunity. Yes. Okay. Oh, you, you have it? You have it? Or you have the sign? I, think it's I was a, looking for it. Yeah, it, it, it is. I get in the No, you, you're, you have all these windows that are uh. open. You close every one of them. We'll play the Seinfeld when we get back, because there's more to this story I want to get to. And then there was an, an op-ed that was written, Millennials are ruining Halloween. And I, don't, I think that's totally wrong. Totally wrong. Millennials aren't ruining Halloween. There's a lot they've, <laughs> they're ruining, but it's not Halloween. I'll get to that as well. Coming up in five. Don't go anywhere. 820. It's your morning ritual with me. And I'm telling you to be a sexy talk show host like me for Halloween. I will not be offended. I'll actually like it a lot. Be a sexy talk show host. Just be me. When I was in Waco working, an intern actually, we went to a Halloween party. My wife and I, and an intern was invited. He was a Baylor college student. And he dressed as me for Halloween. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah? I thought it was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Did he, uh, it takes a special pets. kind of guy to pull off those pants. Will you stop taking that out of context? <laughs> but yes, it does. All right, we'll continue with five. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. They were in my closet. <laughs> I can't believe, I really can't. I know. Show her your pants. Show her my pants. They're throwing me off here. I know. So I have these, my wife saw them and she's like, you wouldn't wear those. I go, are you kidding me? She goes, I knew it. She basically goaded me into it. She goes, I knew it. And I mean, they are they are bright orange. They're pretty freaking sweet. They're awesome. Uh, and like I said, it takes a takes a special kind of guy to pull off those pants. <laughs> and of course, they're taking it out of context. I'm not going to let a man, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm not going to let a man take off the pants, but to wear them in a very confident way. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So does it also come with a uh, shirt that's one size too small? As are, part are you of trying to say they're too kit? small? Are you trying to say that? No, I'm oh, saying the shirts are way too tight. No, those are just my big muscles. Wait, wait, wait. Is this for your talk show host outfit? Is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, the kids. The, the, people, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, like at the Halloween store. Uh-huh. You can buy, you can buy the sexy, <laughs> the Garrett talk, Lewis, show. sexy talk show host. Yeah, yeah. They can't call it Garrett Lewis. It's trademarked. It's, it's the sexy talk show host. You know, sexy they, talk yeah, show yeah, host. Yeah, exactly. It takes a special kind of guy to pull off those. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Let's get back to the story from Northern <laughs> Illinois University. Uh, so they, they, they said, uh, again, they, they put out a, a guide conscientious costumes they said basically you might think it's funny there's these kits that are out there now that you can dress as bruce jenner from the 70s and then bruce is caitlin i think it's hilarious so anyway there's a quote in this story from zachary kramer an niu northern illinois university junior and of course a hospitality management major and he goes after students wearing fairy or girly costumes and claiming their costume is quote gay he said gay does not equal feminine okay Halloween's supposed to be funny, said especially for us college students, but for some odd reason, NIU needs to discourage, quote, offensive costumes. Hmm. That's what Connor Zook said. He said they even go as far to say you need to avoid unintentionally offending someone, which I believe is where the problem lies. And that's where it is. You may offend someone by doing this. Excuse me? So I have to worry about not offending people or unintentionally. or I have to, Again, 
I don't care about other people's feelings, and they shouldn't care about mine. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So again, appropriate my culture, dress as a talk show. I listen, I invited actually Ryan and his wife over to my house last night and Alice for dinner. And I appropriated Ryan's culture by making the making the most authentic Mexican food there is, fajitas. Yes. <laughs> but you made up for it when you let me cook the veggies. Yes, there you go. Well, I figured that, you know, your people would do it. And better. heat up the tortillas. Your, what, what? What? Is that bad? No. <laughs> it's innate to exactly. my DNA. Yeah, it's like if, if Ryan invited me over to cook matzo ball soup, he'd say, I'd let you do it because your people do it better. And I'd say, I agree with you. Right. And that's OK. See, on this show, we don't care. Play the damn Seinfeld clip. This this is the whole point of it right here. This is it. Play it. Play it. Donna Chang. I should have talked to her. I love Chinese women. Chinese Isn't that a little racist? If I like their race, how can that be racist? Thank you. Thank you. OK, that's all you need. Dude, Seinfeld would not make it today. It's just you know the more oh, when, I I, know, when I you wonder, watch right? the reruns, yeah. you realize how not politically correct they are. Yep. That's it's it's crazy. I thought we were going in the other direction. What? That we would be able to do anything that everybody would be accepting, you know, of whoever we are, whatever we do. No, if that didn't happen, I don't know what happened. No, because they all, they only want you to accept what they think is right. Right, which is really hard to figure out. Yeah, sometimes. well, yeah. and that's why we'll talk about this coming up. One. A story about millennials ruining Halloween, which I don't think is right at all. And, uh, and another thing, um, oh, oh yeah, because this is related to it. George Washington apparently went to church. Did you hear about this story? Yeah. Um, he went to church, I guess uh, someplace in is it Virginia, I'm assuming. Anyway, there's a plaque saying George Washington went to church here. Now they want to take the plaque down in the church. They, in Alexandria, Virginia, they want to take it down. Do you know why? Yeah, we'll get to that coming up in 6. 8.33 on KNST. Here's the latest from Fox. To save 10%. How can a guy that's, well, let's just say he's not six feet tall have an ego that big? One word, stimulation. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 8.40, hi. How you doing? Everything good? Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. I'm posting some things. I'll post some stories, too. I have to get to uh, what could be my favorite story of the day also about a student changing his name uh, for a student ID at college. Uh, it's just, again, laughs at the idiots that want this to be a normal way of life. It's so dumb. Um, first, though, three things that I think it is. It's dumb. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, Paul Manafort has surrendered to the feds. He and some other guy you've never heard of. It doesn't matter. Indicted. 12 charges, money laundering, tax fraud, conspiracy, that kind of stuff. Uh, going back to what he did in the years 2012 to 2013. Basically, if you can't read between the lines, it has literally nothing to do with Trump. Nothing. This is the best that Mueller can do. This is, the, this is what the left wants. But you're gonna, if you watch, if you want to put yourself through the painstaking process of watching cable news, you'll see fools up there trying to tie this and connect this to Trump based on literally nothing. Just letting you know. And my my professional, unprofessional legal opinion of a guy that's not a lawyer is that they're going to just try to use this ad, obviously, to Manafort to say, tell us everything you know about Trump and Russia. What kind of salad dressing does he use? Russian. Got it. Got it. So they're going to try to get him to say stuff, but there's literally nothing to say. Nothing to say. I like Russian dressing. It's good. We had that back in Long Island, back in New York. Uh, second, they're gonna have to change the name now. It's offensive. You like golden shower? <laughs> exactly. Well, apparently, <laughs> apparently they paid for that. They paid for that, Alice. <laughs> second thing that I think you need to know: Martha McSally is being eyed as uh, by the establishment as the 
the one to take on Kelly Ward for Jeff Lake's Senate seat. Ugh, God. You know, just put a person there that, uh, anyway, we'll get to that. I, I swear I've been saying it, but we will get to that. Third thing I think you need to know is that Obama's campaign arm, Obama for America, paid 972 grand to the same law firm that the Clinton campaign and the DNC's paid to, to get dirt by paying Fusion GPS for that fake Russian trash for the dossier. They're all in cahoots together. But the media what, doesn't want to talk about that. They want to talk about some tax evasion that Paul Manafort did. I thought it was supposed to be about Russia. Tax evasion? I don't get it. I thought, it was, I thought Mueller was investigating stuff about Russia and Trump. And yet he's like, you didn't pay taxes here and you conspired here and you have money laundering here. What does that have to do with Trump and Russia? That's, where is it? If there is, bring it out. Three things I think you need to know. They're all in cahoots. They're all dirtbags. Both sides. They are. And you know what? That's what people really feel, feel and think. And that's what got Trump elected. Listen, Trump is not a perfect person at all. Um, however, he at least said it like it is. And you could agree or disagree, and that's just the way it is. And that's why people are like, man, we just need to shake it up. We need someone to get in there that has no fear to call out these, uh, these dirtbags. And he's doing it. Simple as that. That's, that's just what it is. We've gotten so desperate. Um, now, we have more. Really quick, George Washington, this this story, it's one thing for this church where George Washington went to when he was uh, alive, obviously, in Alexandria, Virginia. They decided to take down the plaque that honored him. They voted. The whole board voted to take it down because he was a slave owner. Just about everybody was a slave owner. doesn't make it right or wrong, but it is what it is. I mean... Are you going to go back? Should you go? Let me let me ask you something. Should you disown your own family if they chose to ride a bus and sit in the front while making black people sit in the back without saying anything? Should you just never talk to your parents or grandparents because of that? Should I never buy a Mercedes because Mercedes helped Hitler uh, create the gas chambers? It's so dumb. So, the best part of this story is the statement that was was put forward by the, the church. So they're taking down, it's Christ Church in Alexandria, Virginia, taking down the memorial where Washington sat with his family because it was not acceptable to all worshipers. Quote, the plaques in our sanctuary make some in our presence feel unsafe or unwelcome. Unsafe. Because George Washington's going to come back from the dead and own you if you're black or not. I mean, Zombie just, yes, Washington. I, I, I know. I mean, it's just, really? Or are they just trying desperately to get more people to go to church? And they're using this as an excuse? I don't know. Or it was a piece of... Alice Dr. Rossini, again, NBC News Radio in uh, New York, is here visiting because she's going to surprise her son tonight when he's, his band is playing... Uh, at what strip club again in Phoenix? I'm just kidding. <laughs> the good <laughs> Rebel Lounge. Rebel Lounge, big go. boy. There you go. What, you, you, you look like you're chomping at the bit here. I just don't, and this story unnerves me to mm-hmm. no end. Why, as Americans, do we need to put people up on pedestals and act as if they're something more or less than human? These are human beings. This was the culture of our time. I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying whether it was right or wrong. Everybody had slaves. If they mistreated their slaves, they're bad people, but they did good things for the country. Nobody is, nobody's perfect. Exactly. We're all human. Why, exactly. why isn't that discussion coming? If you're a church, let, let he who is, a, who is without sin cast the first stone, dude. Come know, on, man. I know. Listen. He was, he was a human being. And he also went out on a limb when he didn't have to. 
and said, I will, I will put my life on the line, my, my land, my money, everything to fight back against the British and try to make us uh, our own country and our own freedom. He put it all on the line. And apparently it's not that important anymore. This is, and I know you don't like to hear this, Alice, but this is the left trying to do revisionist history. That's what um, it is. They're trying, they're trying to do revisionist history. This is just the latest excuse and reason for it to happen. Left, it's right, indifferent, it doesn't matter. But, it is, you but you don't hear from this on the right. That's, that's the difference. Uh, they also continued, quote, some visitors and guests who worship with us choose not to return because they receive an unintended message from the prominent presence of the plaques. Wow, don't go to Mount Vernon. You'll be yeah, forget really, about Mount, Mount Vernon. Yeah, really offended. Now, listen. Um, gay marriage, I don't give a crap. If you want to have somebody tell you what to do the rest of your life, go ahead. Man, woman, I don't care. If you're a dude and you dick dudes, go for it. If you're a chicken and you dick, go for it. Shouldn't define who you are, but just go for it. I don't care. The reason I bring this up is, has anybody complained to the church? Are they going to stop, uh, stop talking about certain parts in the Bible about Man laying down with man. Are they gonna? Is that offensive? Does that make people not want to come back? What What's next? Right? Why are you looking at me that way? <laughs> no, I just because I love I'm this going. Analogy. I'm just, yeah, okay. but but I'm just saying is that they're I, they they think the plaques offend them so much. It's what they said. Right. The pla- They receive an unintended message from the prominent presence of the plaques. So I'm just sitting back wondering, um, certain things in the Bible people don't agree with. Are they going to just? Rip those out too? Right. Are they going to get rid of that? I mean, that's just the way. You're not going to agree with everything. My wife doesn't agree with everything that I do, which is why she's wrong a lot of the time. Uh-huh. But she still <laughs> doesn't agree. I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh, Abby's on the phone. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but that that's just the way it is. So I'm like, are you kidding me? This is the stupidest crap. And by the way, Trump hinted at this after the Charlottesville thing. He goes, what's next? Are they going to take down Washington's plaque? He was right. You know what? People think he's crazy with the things he says. He says at first, and then he's proven right about these things. That's that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Yeesh. It's it's uh, it's dumb. And by the way, really quick on this, there was a Washington Post op-ed, which I generally don't care about other people's opinions. Uh, it's true. I'm a talk show host. Why should I tell you what other people's opinions are? I give you my opinion. You could agree or disagree. Anyway, there's an opinion piece written in the Washington Post uh, about millennials ruining Halloween. I'm sorry, it was, the, it was the New York Post. New York Post. Kyle oh, much Smith. Better. Halloween used to be for the kids, now it's sad. Now it's for sad millennials. What? And I'm like, okay. And you know what he's saying? He's like, they're the ones that are always offended and they're saying you shouldn't do this. It's not them. It, they got taught this by someone. By stupid, annoying, overly sensitive adults. That's who ruined Halloween. It wasn't just me. I mean, I, I could live without Halloween. I don't care. I don't for my kid, I'll go tolerate this crap. But yes, um, it's it's the adults that try to make them all feel bad. And it's and I know you don't want to hear this as well, but you don't see people from the right telling others how they should dress on Halloween and stuff like that. It's all these academic nut jobs that worry about other people's opinion, opinions. And if you dress like this, it's going to be terrible. And you dress like that, it's going to be you can offend. Who gives a crap? It's called the free market. If you know what, if I have a friend and I dress in, like something in Halloween and they get offended by it, I don't have to be friends with them. But I'm not going to not do it just because that person's feelings are hurt. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> you know what? They're going to do something that bothers me. Just like I said, my wife doesn't agree with everything that I say, yet she stays married to me because she needs someone to cook. It's because you chain her. <laughs> As once uh, one millennial said to me recently, yes. I was telling Ryan's uh, wife last night, 
It's not my fault you gave me trophies every time I signed up for sports. Exactly. I didn't ask for those yeah, trophies. Yeah, you know, and that's and then we ruined them because of that too. So yeah, this whole thing like millennials ruining it, they get a bad rap for a lot of stuff. Right. And they deserve it a lot of the time. They're but victims, this, victims. Yeah, they've been, they've been brainwashed by yeah. the people in charge. And who are the ones in charge? We know the ones in charge. <laughs> we know it. We know it. We know who yep. you are. 850. We'll continue in five. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Seven. It's Monday. Can you believe it's already the third hour? Fourth hour. Fourth hour. Monday. Morning ritual. Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things that I think you need to know. Number one. Paul Manafort was indicted. Cable news freaks out. Most of America's like... <gasps> Did I get more money back in my wallet? All right. Seriously, I guarantee you, that would be a good thing if you went back to New York. I'm not going to tell the people in New York do their job better. Uh, but Alice, Alice, Dr. Rossini, I'll tell you in a second what, what could actually be asked about this. Anyway, um, he was indicted, and some other guy I've never heard of that was it worked with him is indicted, and it has literally nothing to do with Trump. It happened uh, years ago in 2012 and 2013. It was uh, business, not campaign dealings, nothing to do with Russia. Literally, nothing to do with Russia. It was about uh, tax evasion and money laundering. I mean, things that aren't good, but it had literally nothing to do with Russia. So that's cool. That's cool. Right. Second thing that I think you need to know, Martha McSally being eyed by the establishment to run against Kelly Ward for the Jeff Flake Senate seat. They're trying to lose. Third thing I think you need to know is the Obama for America, Obama's campaign arm. Paid 972,000 bucks, 972 grand to the same law firm that hired Fusion GPS, the same law firm that was paid by the Clinton campaign, same one paid by the DNC. So did did Obama know about this fake dossier as well? Yep. Remember, even the uh, FBI informant, the FBI informant's lawyer, Victoria Tensing, said what my informant, what my client actually told the FBI and everything, DOJ, he went, he made it to President Obama's daily briefing, the presidential daily briefing. So he knew about all this. Maybe it's time he gets subpoenaed too. Nobody's above the law. Subpoena them all. Three things I think you need to know. Really quick, before we get to the college student with his name change. I think it'd be fun. You as a reporter, not trying to tell you to do your job, but like if you went to a diner in New York, and there are lots of diners. Again, Alice Dr. Rossini is in studio with us for one day, one day only. We met her live on the radio when she was covering the, uh, the Democratic convention in Philly and then the Republican convention in Cleveland. And she thought I was nuts and at the same time cool when I was asking her not about like, you know, boring political questions about the convention, but asking her to go talk to the maniacs that were there, finding out what they do for a living. So they actually have like a week off or four days off to do stupid things. And it was actually really good radio. It's like, you're, you're, you're actually kind of fun. So anyway, I met Alice in New York face to face for the first time because we've talked a long time since then. It's been over a year. You believe that? Like a year and a half. Crazy. Met her face to face when I went to New York back six months ago and, uh, and then she came out because her son is playing in a band tonight in Phoenix. So she wanted to come in early and then fly to Tucson. And she stayed the night and uh, held the baby. And she wanted to see the radio show. And it's everything that she imagined watching everything. someone talk. Mm. So um, you're a reporter. And I'm not telling you to do your job or anything or whatever the phenomenal hosts are that New York has and whatever. But I think it'd be funny if you went to a diner and asked people, 
What do you think about this whole Paul Manafort thing? Do you know who Paul Manafort? And you see, like, I guarantee out of every 20 people you ask, one, maybe like, yeah, it's terrible, or he's a, or yeah, he's working with Trump. Most people are gonna be like, who? What are you talking about? What are you what are you doing? You know, I I just think it'd be interesting to, to show how people what they really care about in this in this country, mm-hmm. their job, money they have in the bank account, um, how to get more of it. Yeah, how to get more of it, their sports team, and make sure that uh uh nobody's gonna blow them up with a terrorist attack. Garrett, I promise you this. When I go back to New York, yeah. I will do that. Oh, I do that yeah. kind of stuff all the time. Okay. You might be surprised because New York New Yorkers tend to surprise me. Really? Even. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it'd be interesting just to, just to find out. And, and some may put on, you know, a lot of people don't want to appear that they don't know something. They don't want to appear not stupid, but ignorant. Oh, that they're the best ones because then they try to talk about yes. it and they obviously don't know what they're talking about. Like, well, and yes. They're, they're awesome. We played it. We played a uh, video last week on the show done by Campus Reform where the guy asked students at George Washington University what they thought of the Trump tax plan. And they, oh, he hated it, we hated it. And then he went to D, and then he asked, well, what do you think about this part, this part? Bernie, he said, Bernie Sanders also put out a tax plan, and it was all Trump's ideas. But he said, Bernie did it. And they loved every single one of them because Bernie did it. And then he yeah. told them, and they're like, oh, oh. Yeah, so again, you find that with, you know, people don't want to appear ill-informed. Not stupid. They're just, you know, they're busy. They have life, right. you know? That's, that's why not every, we talked about this during the break, not everyone should vote. Not everyone should vote. I firmly believe that. <laughs> Just like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna work on my car. I don't know what the hell to do. I'm not gonna, you know, put a filling in your tooth. I don't know how to do that. That's it. Don't if you don't know it, don't do it. Don't screw it up for the rest of us. Simple as that. Well, what we're seeing with this election is that people are people do. T- I think more people than ever are delving into yes, the issues I agree and with that are too. saying, you know, I think I want to know what's going on now. I really think I need to know what the real deal is now. And when they did, and, that's a good thing. and, they, and when they did, they voted in uh, an outsider because they had enough. They had enough of the lying, all this stuff, all, all, you know, all, all the lying to make people feel good. And we just couldn't trust it anymore. I mean, again, it's like when Jeff Flake gave that speech last week on the Senate floor, what a joke that guy is. Because all he has done is lied. He won't even get back to his constituents. He won't even return our phone calls. I or mean, emails. Just, yeah. I mean, it's, so it's like... He won't come on with you? Oh, no. God, no. Not at all. Isn't he from... Yeah. yeah. He's, He's one of yours. Because we oh. actually ask tough questions. And he doesn't want to deal with it. Oh, I'm surprised. I would think he John would McCain won't it. either. No, oh. God, no. No, God. This whole thing, the whole country doesn't realize how much of a joke McCain and Flake are, especially McCain, because he gets more airtime on national media mm-hmm. than, than others. They're a joke. They're a joke. That's why they go on the national media, because they get softballs. They don't get asked tough questions. You want to know something funnier? I'll say this on the air now, so I don't care. Okay. I may have. Okay. So the last time I had Jeff Lake on the show. Oh, you did have him on the show? This is going back six years. Six years. When he was new, nobody knew him. No, no, oh. he wasn't new. No, he, you. Oh, me. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, his whole big thing is that he goes against wasteful spending. I'm against wasteful. He pointed out every year. I come out of the book every year. And my thing is... He points it out, but never actually does anything to stop it. It's like those LifeLock commercials. You know, we monitor the wasteful spending. We don't actually stop it, though. So you want a pat on your back for monitor for pointing this out? What are you doing about it? That's the point. So anyway, uh, there was a story that I, I'm like, all right, you know, he, he came on. We were doing some live broadcast from somewhere about 9-11, and it was Heroes Day or something like that. And he came on the show to talk about, I forget what. And I brought up a story about a wasteful spending thing. It was like... Uh, there was a study done. There was like two that day. And I'm like, you know, you bring up wasteful spending as a congressman. I said, well, what's your take on these? These these are the things that infuriate me as a taxpayer. One, 
was that we wasted like eight hundred and something thousand dollars to make a video to te- to send to Africa to teach African men how to wash their genitals after sex so they don't get STDs. I go, why'd we spend eight hundred grand? First off, I could have done it for like five, you know. Five dollars. We're, we're teaching we have to pay spend so much money to teach people how to take a shower that aren't in this country. And are you kidding me? And then there was another study done. I swear to God, it was done. I you know I can I should Google it. It was a study done about uh, gay men. And it was, it was a study done to figure out which gay man is on top versus which one is on the bottom and does the size matter. Why were we studying that? Uh, some Who, some egghead at a university did something to try. That's how they get paid. That's how they live. If they don't get those studies and get grants, they don't they don't eat. So they make up this crap and they get I'm like this is the biggest waste. I mean, this is awful, right? I mean, those I mean, it's funny, but it's also a legitimate story. And I'm asking the guy that is the king of wasteful, you know, against wasteful spending. He kind of yeah, that's terrible, blah, blah, blah. About a year later, I get a phone call from a person that I know that was the uh, communications person for um, uh, Senator John Kyle the, uh, a long time ago here in Arizona, then became the uh, communications person for Jan Brewer, oh. the governor. And then when Flake said he's going to run for Senate, all of a sudden he went, this guy became the, because it's all the, the establishment. He was Kyle's communications guy and now he's jeff flakes communications guy and i've known him for a bunch of years and he calls me up hey i don't know if you realize this but i'm the communications guy so when you schedule anything just call me okay cool great perfect you know i've known the guy for 12 years and then he goes oh one thing i hate to bring this up but um you know and not your fault but uh and you didn't last time you had jeff on the show the staff told me that uh, you asked him a question about uh gay sex and i said what yeah, something about gay, you know, man, who's on top and who's on the bottom. I go, oh, now I remember. I go, well, I wasn't doing that to be funny. It was an entertaining show, but it's also a waste of money. Yeah, well, you know, in the future, can you avoid those kinds of questions? They make him feel uncomfortable. And I said, mm. excuse me? Mm. And he said, yeah, you know, he just, I go, whether or not he feels uncomfortable is not my friggin' problem. He's a congressman that's trying to be a senator. Why do I care? It's my money. And ever since then, they... Don't return phone calls or emails. So, you know, really? Got to toughen up, buddy. That's why what I made me laugh when he was like, he was upset about Trump's tone of things. I'm like, you know what? And that's why, you know where he's from? This is no joke. You know, his name is Jeff Flake. Mm. He's from yes, I know Snowflake. Where he's from. Yes. So he is like family. the king. He's like a, he's a major snowflake. I can't take the tone the of empire. the president. The empire of yes. snowflake. Yes. So there you go. I mean, that is the ultimate right there. Yeah, really? No. Well, we're we're good for now, but I appreciate it. We all know it's going to be nothing. We all we all know it's going to be nothing. Anyway, so that's my story about Jeff Flake, and I don't care anymore. <laughs> He's retiring. He, he, I wish he'd quit now. If he had any class or or respect for the country in Arizona, he'd quit now. Now. But whatever. I said the day after, I said what he did was not was not good. What he did was what my son does. When he's about to lose a Candyland, wants to change. You know, when he realizes he's about to lose, so hits the board. I don't want to play anymore. I'm out. That's what Jeff Flake did. He lost. Couldn't deal with it. Right. That's it. So anyway, moving on. It's a good story though about Jeff Flake, isn't it? You don't get that every day. But that's why they people hate us, Alice, or they hate me at least. I don't want to lump Ryan into this. But Ryan's emailed them enough and called them enough. They probably they probably hate you too. Well, they know my game. Cause I play dumb. In the email. Oh, hey. Yeah, we'd like to get you on for this. We got stuff for you to yep. eat. Yep, yep. 
They don't fall for it. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's but cool. the ones that do, like Dr. Was it, uh, oh, uh, Randy Freeze. Yeah, <laughs> those guys. State Rep. Randy Freeze, and then David Garcia, who's running for governor. David, who was asking me for help during his interview. And I'm like, dude, I told yeah, your yeah, guy what was up. That was, <laughs> we'll, we'll play that for you during the break. Yeah, yeah, you'll love it's, it's great. Anyway, uh, we got to get to also this college student. UCLA college student. Uh, apparently, UCLA, they have a, a new rule that students can literally pick their name. They can choose what to be called. And he changed it on the idea. I'll put this story up at Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Please like it and follow it uh, because that way you can see this and you can comment and things like that. I'll do this during the break and I'm going to tell you what he changed his name to. And, uh, and who is upset about this because they're all offended. They're like little snowflakes too. That is coming up in three minutes. 919. It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. Alright, 923. You know, I'm on Twitter as well and I try to tweet funny, also nice things and cool things and funny things and things that make you mad. At Garrett Lewis, two R's, one T. If you do two T's, it's it's some weather guy who's in northwest Arkansas, a TV meteorologist. And every once in a while, he'll send me a bunch of tweets saying, you pissed off everybody again because they all (laughs) attack him. Because they can't spell? Exactly. Because my my parents parents thought it'd be funny to name me Garrett with two R's and one T. Just (laughs) to confuse everybody. That's what makes me special. Yes, that's... We'd, and those sweet orange pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those orange pants are fantastic. Anyway, so some guy just uh, on Twitter real quick uh, sent me a tweet, and he says, at Garrett Lewis, I don't hate you, Garrett. Hashtag a follow would be nice. Hashtag just saying. And I'm going to reply back and say, what's in it for me? Like, you know, mm. I give you great entertainment. What do I get? So. There you go. So I'm doing that right now. So follow me on Twitter, at Garrett Lewis, because what you get is exactly what happens on the radio. But I can curse. Anyway. Um, well, you got the upper on hand Twitter, then. On Twitter. Yeah. Yes, on Twitter. There you go. Uh, so anyway, going to be about 84 for the high today. So uh, UCLA. <laughs> is this not how you're used to radio being, Alice, by the way? Again, Alice, Dr. Rossini, Don't. NBC News radio reporter, and with WOR, uh, our sister station in New York. You're here visiting because your son's going to play a concert tonight or yeah, whatever, a show in, uh, in Phoenix. That's right. Late night episode. There you go. That's that you, late you, night episode. YouTube late night episode and watch their music and then buy their stuff. Rebel Lounge. There you go. Phoenix. Um, you're not used to radio being this way, are you? No. Well, I this isn't the role I play in radio. I'm mm. usually out on the street, talking to people, or writing news stories, or you know, I don't sit in the studio too much. So you're like the homeless person on the show. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like that. It's like that. Yeah. You see a lot of that walking around here, don't you? Yeah, it yeah, was fun no. getting in here this morning. Yeah, fun it was. To, love the guy on the bike. Did you see him, Ryan? Oh, mm. every morning. Usually it's more than one. You got to wow. use an off day for you. It's mm. Monday. They don't usually get going until Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> uh, so really quick, this was, this was a hilarious story. And then I got to give Ryan credit. He sent it to me. Hey, uh, and my son is going to be so jealous. Uh, this is from the Sacramento Bee, and I'll put this on my Facebook page. It says, his new student ID says, Lightning Kachow McQueen. That hurts students. That, I'm sorry, that hurts trans students, some say. Lightning Kachow McQueen. Tyler Rope, uh, Tyler Roop, I should say, UCLA student, changed his name. He tweeted out he changed his name on his student ID card to Lightning Kachow McQueen. 
It's actually Lightning Lightning Kachow MCQ. If you don't know, it's from the Cars movie, and Lightning McQueen always says, Kachow, Kachow, Kachow. That's what he does. So he named himself Lightning Kachow McQueen. And he did this because the school has a new policy there. It allows students to put their preferred name on the front of their Bruins cards. So apparently if you're a student, you hate your parents because they gave you a name that that fit, like, like Bill. You know? Andrew, whatever. It's awful. You hate them. So he tweeted out, the boundaries had to be tested, and I can't believe this actually worked. And he put a picture of his old ID and his new ID. It's awesome. And he says, my professors now legally have to call me this. Lightning Kachow. Lightning McQueen. This is awesome. One student, Ariel Yael Mokhtarzada. It's a long Jewish name. I'm used to those, but I can't pronounce it. (laughs) Uh, president of UCLA's Undergrad Student Association Council said to the Daily Bruin paper there that uh, if you do something like this, there's a disconnect between one's preferred name and legal name, and this is an issue faced by many transgender and international students on campus. And that's why Twitter decided to attack this guy, saying that you are hurting transgender students. It's him. He's hurting them by changing his name to mock how ridiculous this crap is. People are tweeting, This is why trans folk, non-binary folk, and international students have such a hard time being recognized by their real or chosen name. You know what? I want to reverse this for a second. I saw the international student thing, right? Because normally if you get some Asian student, it'll be something they can't pronounce. They, you know, they change it. What's wrong? Why not? But that, you know, they want to do that? Fine. Shouldn't I say first off that that appropriates my culture? Secondly, let's turn this around. How many times do you call customer service? And you know you're calling friggin' India. And they're like... Hello, my name is John. No, it's not. Your name is not John. Can't you just say your real freaking name? And also, you're appropriating my damn culture, right? You're appropriating it. So that's okay. And you get, you know, and it's like, it's bad because it's like Xfinity, Comcast. They're the worst at it. So, you know, it's like, wait a second. You're encouraging them to appropriate our culture? So who should be mad as hell at like, you know, Comcast, Xfinity, whatever the hell they call themselves, for one, having the worst customer service, and two, telling people in India to not use their real name and use something that makes me feel bad. Like, I'm not calling India? What are you, nuts? You know, hello, thank you for calling. My name is Bob. No, your name is not Bob. And that's okay for it to not be Bob. Don't lie to me. Don't insult me. It doesn't make me like you anymore. You're going to give me crappy service. You're reading off prepared statements, no matter what I say. And I can't understand. Yeah, I can't understand. Can't that's understand. just how it is. You know, it's, you know that funny? So we can't be whatever we want for Halloween because it might hurt somebody's feelings. But nobody is, I mean, we, maybe we should need to do what they do. Take a page out of their book and then just be outraged and say, I am... I'm triggered, and I'm outraged and offended. You're triggered. I'm triggered triggered. that when I call customer service, and it's clearly someone that's not an American, and they're they're in a different country, Mm -hmm. they are using my culture to try to do something, and they're tricking me, and it's triggering me. It's Mm. hurting my feelings. It's offending me. I mean, why not, right? Mm. Of course it's not. But why can't I play their game? So anyway, I just... It's not a game. They're really hurt, Garrett, and you're being insensitive. May, yeah, and maybe being, so. Maybe maybe I mean, these trans on, students are hurt. Up. Maybe their trans students are hurt. Oh, what? What's that? What? what? Oh, okay. Well, look at that. Yes. What, what, I'm going to plug in right now? Is that what you're doing? No. Oh, no, no. This guy. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, You're yeah. pointing to like a Sorry. website that has... I was looking at that something. has Alice's son with the Rebel Lounge and doors open at 7.30 tonight to uh, see the band. thank you. I wasn't trying to. And I'm to. like, what are you trying to do? I'm, I'm making a point <laughs> Sorry, here. I'm point. making a point. But this guy has a point that would follow your mm-hmm. point. What point? By the way, real quick, there are people on Twitter that are normal that say this is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> 
like me. First, this is hilarious. Second of all, if you think Tyler Roop is making your life harder and that he knows no struggles, I'm disgusted. <laughs> Somebody put, one, one man's pain isn't the same as another's. In no way can a cis understand what it feels like to be trans. Therefore, it's still not okay. Oh my so somebody God. replied back to that. What pain does it cause anyone? It's literally only impacting him since it's his ID. Why can't he go by what he feels like, too? And that's the point. There we go. Yep. That's the point. Yep. Thank yep. you. Thank you very much. See, we saw problems. Wayne, thank you for waiting forever. <laughs> hey, well, Hi, hey. Thank you for waiting for like an hour and a half. No, hi. no it's cool. That was entertaining. I, uh, Good. I just want you to know I'm. you probably shouldn't use the word triggered because that's going to end up resulting in somebody down the road accusing you of inciting some gun violence you or know something like that. i was i'm glad you hang on a second i'm glad you thought of that because our tucson city council is so dumb and so stupid they hate <laughs> guns so much i'm waiting for them to actually see if they can ban the phrase trigger <laughs> because of that they, awesome. they, they will do it they they, they want to ban everything so we'll you see know, you know what triggered me about that little story is that that uh that little uh, undergraduate president of student body there i yes. believe you said her name was ariel uh yes She's standing up for transgender rights. The only Ariel I know is redheaded. She comes from under the sea, and she's definitely not a transgender. No, she's a mermaid. But she, what? Yeah. You know what? Hang on a second. She's trans species. She she appropriated <laughs> your species because she yeah. wanted to become human. She wanted to identify, okay. and she yeah. made a deal to become. You know what? Is that okay? And of course, it yeah. is because she was pretty hot. She didn't have any clothes on. And was, by the way, I didn't. I never, the, uh... Yeah, I never watched that movie until I had a son. Of course. And not. and and then I'm watching it, and I'm like. Can you? I can't imagine. Like, first off, she's underage. She was like, they kept. She's a teenager, and then she wants to get it on with this guy. And I'm looking at my wife, going, maybe I'm just so PC'd out now. I'm yeah. like, is this normal? Like, kids watch this. Like, you couldn't do this today. You couldn't do it today. So that went a totally different direction. Yes, than I was sorry, <laughs> sorry. I mean, that's 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 Gary Lewis. Anyway, Thank you. The, the, the real point, the reason I was calling is this. I think I could have I could have sworn I heard you say that Jeff Flake has just become the poster boy for the Snowflake generation. Yes. Didn't I hear you say that? Yes. Well, he's he appears to be that way. He's from Snowflake. His yes. last name's Flake, and he said he couldn't take the president's tone anymore. So do you see what's happening here? I mean, I know you do, but I, I hope everybody else sees it. We're, we're creating an entire generation of people who cannot handle any type of adversity. They, they can't handle their feelings being hurt. They can't handle a job issue that's causing them a little, to be a little bit uncomfortable or have to speak up. They can't handle anything in their life that creates any sort of problem. They want all the obstacles to be removed from their life so that they can achieve success. And what they don't realize is that by doing that, they're removing the very process of becoming successful, which yes. is learning how to overcome obstacles. Yep, you're and right. It's, sure. it's, it's the difference between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, personified. Donald Trump worked hard, has gone through all these things and become the president of the United States. Hillary Clinton couldn't work hard. In fact, when she had to work a little hard on the campaign, she almost died. But she, she, can't, she can't work hard. She didn't work hard. She wanted everybody else to do it for her through manipulation yep, yep. and malfeasance. And, and we see the results. And She's her, now yep. a bitter old lady that's just barely younger than Donald Trump, although she was criticizing his age. But... Now she's got this blame game thing going on, and, and she's, she's created this ripple effect across the entire country, this, this entire culture of this generation. All they can do is complain about their problems instead of trying to overcome them. Exactly. I cannot believe 
what your children are going to grow up to see. Well, that's why I want to make sure he doesn't celebrate Halloween. I'm going to say, earn the candy, do something. It's going to. I mean, let me tell you, it's he, we make him work. He gets an allowance. He has to work. He has to do stuff. You know, I, I'm trying. I'm doing my part. I don't know what others are doing, but at you least know, throw the candy right. in the yard so they've got a race. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You have a great listen, Wayne. Thank you for hanging on. Right, you had bye. great points, but I appreciate it. See you, man. Um, great points. And you know, this is this has spurred something new, and I didn't know if I should. I didn't know I should bring this up or not. But if you've been listening, you know I mentioned it a couple of times. I coach my son's soccer team, where, of course, they never keep score. Right? He's, he's four. He's four and five-year-olds. And there's certain things that... There's certain things that happened at the game this past Saturday that could have made the kids feel bad. I got to tell you what that was, and I didn't say anything, but... Mm. This is the danger of what people know what you do for a living. Yeah, you're really. And if I say something now, they're gonna they might like be mad at me. Yep. On Saturday morning at eight, but I, I'm not mad at her. I think it's actually a very good point. Um, the other team was doing certain stuff to my kids' team, beating them. That well, that was one of them. Yes, there was, there was a really good <laughs> soccer player who was just crushing it. The kid was incredible. But yeah. I'll tell you what happened, and I will tell you um, that I, you know what, I, I'm thinking I'm okay with it. I'm okay with what happened to them and their feelings. Coming up in uh, 6. Don't go anywhere. 9.35, a little bit late, but that's just what happens when it's good. Uh, here's the latest on KNST from Fox. Talk. 9.42. Thank you for hanging out. There are three things I think you need to know. Paul Manafort. Number one, Paul Manafort. He was uh, Trump's campaign chairman for three or four months, and then he got canned because he lied to Trump and he couldn't take it anymore. He has been. He worked with Reagan, George H.W. Bush, you name it, right? Um... He surrendered this morning because apparently uh, special counsel Robert Mueller was investigating the ties between Russia and Trump and if Russia helped Trump. And all he got was uh, Paul Manafort, who was a campaign chairman for a few months. Uh, He did investigations and Paul Manafort in 2012 and 2013, apparently, uh, according to business records there, uh, did tax evasion, money laundering, a court. He's being accused of this, by the way, being being indicted. Um, And that's that's pretty much it. It has nothing to do with Trump or Russia. Uh, but 12 different charges, uh, again, nothing to do with Russia, nothing at all. He put money in Cyprus to try to avoid paying taxes and other stuff, and that's it. Not business dealings, nothing to do with politics whatsoever. But the media is going to run with this and say, somehow Trump is guilty. I mean, it had nothing to do with him. It was in the years 2012 and 2013. Anyway, second thing I think you need to know is Martha McSally being eyeballed to be the um, uh, the establishment's choice to run against Kelly Ward to get... The ticket, the GOP ticket to take over Jeff Flake's seat. They really want to lose. That's how scared they are, by the way. Third thing that I think you need to know is that Obama's Obama for America's campaign arm paid 972000 bucks to the same law firm, same law firm that, that paid, well, the Clinton campaign paid, paid, the DNC paid, and then paid Fusion GPS. Same law firm. They like launder money through it to pay Fusion GPS to produce that fake dossier. Obama's campaign arm did the same thing. I mean, hello, but what's the media can talk about? Paul Manafort not paying taxes in the years 2012 and 2013. What does that have to do with Trump? Three things I think you need to know. Um, now, okay, we're talking about self-esteem and Halloween and costumes and all this other crap, blah, blah, blah. And the last caller brought up a great point, and it occurred to me. Okay, this past Saturday. My son's little soccer team, where they don't keep score. Nobody's supposed to keep score. 
They got smoked. I mean, this one kid was unbelievable, scoring like four or five goals in the first few minutes. Um, and let me tell you, you know, adults aren't supposed to keep score of this, but the kids all keep score. And they've done it. My son's team has won like six or seven nothing or done. We have six points now. We have seven points now. They say it to each other after they score. You can't stop it, but you get these uh, wussified adults. Don't keep score. It's going to make the other team feel bad. Blah, blah. All right. I hear this stuff, and I'm finally at a point in my life where my kid is playing sports. So I'm witnessing all this. And... But the other coach on my team, who's a very nice person, started getting mad. And I was like, what's, what's going on? And the other coach said, the, the other team is talking crap. They're talking crap about how many goals they have. And they're talking crap about this and this. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to say something. And I, at that point, I'm like, all right, what do I do? This is, this is the awkward part now. All right, there's talk show host Garrett and there's regular Garrett, even though we're kind of the same. That's the, that's the fighting. Two Garrett's against each other. A Garrett divided cannot stand. So I'm like, this is not probably the time or place to get into an argument in the middle of a soccer game. So, whatever. And I, I understand what the, my other coach was talking about. You know, you want to get out there and defend your kids. You want to make sure your kids don't feel. But I get it. Nobody wants to see their kid hurt, right? But then it occurred to me, let it go. Because this would be a great life's lesson. Because there are going to be times in our kids' lives that they're going to deal with jerks. They're going to hear things that make them mad. They're going to hear things that make them feel bad. And they're going to have to learn how to buck up. They're going to have to learn how to deal with it. Learn how to, to answer back, to stand up for themselves or ignore it. But they're going to have to learn how to do that. And if we jump in, you know, at ages four and five now, and when they're getting their feelings hurt, we jump to their defense. You know what they're going to start to learn? You know what? My mom or dad or someone is always going to be there to go after someone that says things that I don't like. And then when they get into the real world, whether it's in college or high school or getting a job, and somebody says something they don't like, how can they deal with that, right? So, of course, I don't want, to, I don't want my son to feel bad that their team's getting smoked and their team's like, yeah, we got so many points, we got so many goals, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, you know, what, what do you do? You tell the kids, you know what, what they're doing isn't nice. Just go out there and play hard. You know what? That's why you shouldn't do that to other teams. And you use that as a lesson, right? That's how you get sportsmanship. And I tell the story. My dad told me you have to learn to lose before you win. And my first baseball team in Little League, the Dolphins, went 0-11. And it was awful, and I hated it. And my first hockey team went, I want to say, 1-14. And it was awful. But I learned how to lose and how much I hated it, which makes me want to win that much more. But also makes me not rub it in people's faces when I do win, because I know how terrible it is. So it was a great lesson. So that's why I'm like, all right, do, what, what do I do? What do I, do I go over it? I don't want to tell the other coach to tell their kids to stop teasing our kids because my kid's going to get teased and he's going to have to learn how to deal with that. And I don't think it makes me a bad dad. And I don't think it makes the other coach of mine a bad parent either because she wanted to protect the kids. I get it. I get it. But, you know, you can't tell the other people. That's, this, it all comes full circle, doesn't it? To like the whole offensive Halloween costumes. Don't wear something other people may perceive offensive. You know what? If it bothers you, you can let them know. You can just ignore it. You can not be friends with them. They have the right to be jerks. That's the great thing about America. You have the right to be, I have the right to be a jerk for four hours every morning as long as I'm getting paid here, right? That's what happens. Like when people don't turn off their ringers on I'm cell so phones. <laughs> Oh, stop it. Uh, so anyway, yeah. that's that's what happened to me this past weekend. That's what happened to me. And I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at all this stuff, and I think it's okay 
to let your kid deal with a bully. I mean, I had to deal with this stuff. I remember in second grade, some kid on the school bus was bullying me. My dad said, stand up for yourself. And that's what you do. And sometimes it works, and then sometimes you get your butt kicked when you stand up for yourself. But you stand up for yourself. I blame you for them losing. Train them harder. <laughs> Run faster! <laughs> Kick it harder! Push-ups now! Exactly. You know, we go through this whole training to be a coach. It's, it's intense, and I get it. But yeah, like everything that when I grew up playing soccer until I was 10... You know, you'd run bad by run laps and you'd run it and everybody just accepted it. Right. Now they consider it to be like child abuse. Yeah, no, no, yeah. it's gotten crazy. So it's, I mean, I get it. You want to make it fun, but I mean, the it's, it's a bit much, but you know what I do like, and I didn't realize this cause I'm being so PC is that we were doing a drill when we first started and I missed the part where apparently you're not supposed to lie to the kids, which is okay. But like one kid shot the ball wide. I'm like, all right, good try. And, and the other coach like, oh, remember, you're not supposed to say that. Oh, geez. No, no, but you're not supposed I like it though. But you're not supposed to say that. You shouldn't lie to them and tell them it was a nice shot because it really wasn't. It oh. may have been a nice shot in the wrong direction. Doesn't matter. Oh, you can't lie to them and think that's okay. They'll think that's okay. It's and not okay because it's you want okay a missed. similar kind of energy, but you want to you direct the shot in the right direction. Listen, Vortex lady. All right, listen. Yeah, I think you, <laughs> this should inspire conversation, though, right? No. Between the kids. No. They yes. don't know that. It should inspire conversation. They don't know. It's not a debate it's team. Why are you upset with me? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're short and you're ugly. Exactly. Stop deflecting. Because you're missing the goal. Kick it in the goal. Kick it in the goal. <laughs> By the way, we have something to make fun of. This is Alice Dr. Rossini, who you're listening to in studio. Uh, NBC News radio correspondent, also WOR reporter for our, our, our company in New York. And she's here in Arizona because her son's playing in a band. He has no idea that his mother's going to come crash the party tonight. Yeah. And she's going to go up to him as he's playing. What instrument does your son play? Bass. He does a bass. And, and what's it called again? The, ba- the band called? Late Night Episode. Late Night Episode. Rebel Lounge. Phoenix. Okay, there you go. It's tonight. You could join. You, you, you could join. Uh, in in the fun of watching this band, yeah, right? they are. Fun. Go with Alice. Go meet her there. Yeah. So it's you'll know who Alice is because she'll be the one that walks up to the guy playing the bass, going, "You look skinny. Are you eating? Are you eating? <laughs> this is how you dress." I'll be hiding in the back. <laughs> uh, Maybe he won't see oh, me. Oh man, uh, this is this is just too much. This is too much. I'm oh, very proud. They're yes. on tour and they're doing very well. Um, quick, quick, uh, quick side note. Okay. I kind of got in trouble because I told my son he's a daycare. And there were some kids that get kind of aggressive, right? At his little daycare school. And starting at like age three or four, like he's a nice kid, my son. And some kids, like they punch, they, they do stuff. Yeah. And we've always said, Darry, you don't do, you don't hit people, tell the teacher. And sometimes the teacher would do something. Sometimes they're so busy, they say, stop it. But the teacher turns around, the other kid does it again. So I said, all right, here's the rule. You tell the teacher, tell them, don't do it. If they don't listen, tell the teacher. If they do it again, you can hit them back. Whatever they do to you, you can do to them. My wife got mad at me, but I'm like, no, you could do that. So he did. And then he got in trouble and the teacher said, why did you, why did you hit that person? Well, because he hit me and my dad said I could hit him back, <laughs> but you know what? They liked it. They liked it. Who uh, liked it? The, the teacher actually, cause she said there, there are so many of these kids, they boys will be boys. They're three, they're four. It happens. Doesn't mean like you punch them in the eye or anything like that. But you know, one kid, you know, at some point you have to learn to stand up for yourself a little bit. They don't want to see kid get, see kids get pushed around. So it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. 
Yeah. Well, my husband's big, hairy, and Italian. There you he go. Says to my yeah, we heard. We got the memo. Out. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> don't do that. There's there something go. in between. There you go. All right, hang on, real, real quick. We'll do one. Ryan's give me the eye. Hello, John. Welcome to KNST. Hi. Hey, Garrett. How you doing? This All morning? right, man. What's up? Okay, so you 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 kind of took a little bit of uh, what um, uh, what we told our kids. Uh, we had a uh, we have two we have a boy and a girl. My boy was getting uh, was getting pushed around and, and bullied around, and, and he got sick and tired and fed up with it. Teacher wasn't doing anything, and um, so we told him, "All right, the next time this kid does that, you warn him. You tell him, okay, he hit me. All right, look, you hit me again. I'm going to hit you, and I'm going to hit you hard. And then if it comes to that, and you do it, I said you hit him, and then you go tell the teacher or the principal or something like that. Call my parents right now. Yep. And uh, and because we told him, you know, hey, this is. It's not okay that you're that you're not doing this, and it's not okay that the that the uh, the authorities that have been placed in place there are not doing anything to see about it. And then it may be something innocuous and small that they're not able to see it. I mean, yep. they only have a one set of eyes. Yep. But uh, at least this is being brought to the forefront. So. Well, let me um, ask. Let me ask you a question. Had uh, did your son end up in prison? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Good. Then I'm going to tell yeah. my son the same thing. It'll be all right. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and did did uh, he get? Did the kid hit him? I mean, what, what was the end of the story, real quick? Okay, so the, my uh, yeah, the kid hit him. My kid hit hit him back, and and uh, and and he hit him pretty good. Um, he actually kind of went a little overboard, which <laughs> we, we talked yeah. about. He we broke his about, neck. We talked to him about later. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and uh, they called us, and we came down and and let him know this is what happened, and. Um, the only person that was really upset was the, the parent of the other kid, and they wanted an apology, which my kid and this kid, they apologized to each other, and they were off playing. And this parent was still upset and oh, saying, yeah, well, yeah. I, didn't hear the, I didn't hear the apology, so he needs to come over here and apologize and do this. And, and I, I just got to the point where I'm like, okay, apparently I'm not saying what you want me to say. Did so you fight? What, did you what fight? is it you want me to say? You did... want me to say my kid's a, a mean person yeah. or something like that? Or do you want me to call out exactly what your kid was doing? Exactly. Well, did you end up fighting that, that parent? You punch him in the face? You should have. No, it no. was the mom. I couldn't do that. <laughs> your wife. Try harder. Girl fight. <laughs> girl oh, fight. No, you don't want to. I didn't want to unleash my wife on her either. That would yeah. that would have been that yeah. would have been bad. Not, yeah. Well, listen, and, and that, that's the thing is they deal with these stupid parents. I want the apology. Listen, you know that's for me. If my kid's picking on someone and gets punched in the face for it. I'm not going to demand an apology. You know what? You should have realized. You should have realized. <laughs> yeah, the parents, the kids really do. I Boys particularly. Yeah. I mean, I'm a mom of boys. They fight it out, and then yeah. they're like, okay, we're done. You want to go? Uh, exactly. You know, girls, on the other hand, forget about Nasty. it. Man. Nasty. Mean. Oh, yeah. Meanest, meanest yeah. kind. Meanest kind. Yeah. Hey, John, thank you for the story, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, you got it, bud. Thanks. See, it works. My parenting. I'm going to do it, just like John. You got, you 955. We'll continue. Back in three. It's KNST.